a Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Are you excited? We're back for day three. RockyMountainATVMC.com. 450 MX shootout presented by Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Rocky Mountain ATV MC is the trusted online source for parts, accessory, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, dual sport bikes, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping. It's pretty easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for all of us. That's right. Get that stuff there at Rocky Mountain. Buy some fly racing gear from Rocky Mountain ATV. And thank you, Dale. Thank you, Max, from Fly Racing for sponsoring this shootout podcast. It has been a blast. I love fly racing gear. You guys know that. I've talked about it. New boa reel on the light hydrogen gear. They sponsor a lot of privateers. They help a lot of people out. They sponsor a lot of events. They help privateer podcasts like this piece of trash podcast. Actually, it's not a piece of trash. I think it's pretty cool. I hope you guys do do. But thank you, Fly Racing. I want to see you guys best dressed. Fly Racing. They helped the shootout along. Thank you to Clint and April from Rutted Racing. They bring a more fitted and more comfortable apparel line to the off-road racing community. You guys want a soft, nice-fitting t-shirts? These guys have it. So please give them a follow at Rutted Racing, or you can follow them at ruttedracing.com buy some stuff but uh, yeah check out their Instagram page pretty cool they do a lot of cool things and screenprintingdone.com if you have a logo and you want to get some t-shirts made hit the guys up at screenprintingdone.com you can tell them hey keyword kefir buy 12 shirts get 10 for free you got some employees that need some shirts you got a track whatever you need sweatshirts hoodies all that ScreenPrintingDone.com. Mention Kiefer. Get some free shirts. Tell them I sent you. And uh, get on the program. So we're back. Day three. Very exciting. I'm tired. But I'm a little bit more lively than day two. Day two, I was blown out. Woo! Holy shit. Day three was very good. We went to Competitive Edge. Um, Just to give you a little brief... Um, synopsis of the competitive track. Competitive Edge is faster than Sunrise, um, not as hilly as Glen Helen, a little rougher than Sunrise, not as rough as Glen Helen, but flowy, good inside ruts, berms on the outside, and a faster type of track. Just a really good outdoor motocross track. I think it's very good for testing for chassis and engine feel. Suspension testing was really key at Glen Helen. This is a little bit better of a suspension test than Sunrise. uh, Sunrise was really good for chassis and cornering. Like I said earlier, I chose these um, three tracks because the manufacturers test their products there before they're to the dealers. 
I believe that. So the things that you have in your garage are tested out here. They come and do all of their stuff and get everything figured out before it gets launched out to you guys. So very cool that we got to spend some time at these three tracks where they spend it. And also I know that a lot of you guys are asking about test riders and so forth. So we went with almost 20 different types of riders in this shootout. And it was a range from vet novice, young whippersnappers scrubbing the shit out of stuff, to older guys, heavier guys, lighter guys. We range from 155 to 240 pounds. So I would think that you can relate to someone in one of these interviews from day one, day two, day three. Try to find the guy that you think is closest to you, listen to what they have to say, and you know maybe you can make the right purchase. Now, moving on to the right purchase, before we get into the results, I know you guys are chomping at the bit, but I read something this morning, uh, kind of grinded my gears a little bit. Like, uh, I don't really like to talk about, you know, let's just say this. Before this this whole thing came about, I did this pre preview show, and I said, just go with the people that you trust. I don't give a shit if it's me. I don't give a shit if it's vital. I don't give a shit if it's MXA. I just want you guys to know you should go to where you feel you can rely on that person to give you the right info. I want you guys to come over here and listen to this and feel like, hey, I'm giving you all the info that you need, but by no means do I force it down your throat. I read something today that just kind of was like, man, I can't believe it. Like there, one outlet was saying, you know, everyone does it the same way. Everyone does it three days and then they do the shootout and everything goes up and it's blah, blah, blah. Well, and then they turned around and said, we do it better. We do over 25 days and we have this, this, and this. Then just kind of jamming it down your throats. And I'm thinking to myself, I look at this outlet, I see what they do. They go to one track, they test at one track. They say they test at other tracks. I don't think so. I think one of their test riders that they have is good. And he rides all different kinds of shit. And he rides all different kinds of tracks. But they use the same 10 dudes every weekend, the same track, and they think that's the epitome of testing. I don't agree. But if you guys do, by all means, go to them. I don't care. I just want you guys to go to the place where you feel safest. I just think it's kind of weird how some people out there are saying, hey, this is the best and follow us. I don't care what you guys do. This is fun for me to do. Honestly, I take this stuff real personal. I love dirt bikes. I don't make a shit ton of money. <laughs> Trust me. I just really love dirt bikes. I love talking about dirt bikes, and I love dissecting dirt bikes. Um, you can ask anyone that knows me. That That's the number two thing in my life besides my family. My family and then dirt bikes. So this is fun for me to do. I've had a great time doing this. I appreciate all of you guys listening to these podcasts, um, and I want you guys to tell other people about them. Please, that helps me. We'll grow this sucker. Next year, we'll get back east. We'll do something. I got more budget. I want to do some cool shit with Kiefer Tested, with these podcasts, all these things that we're doing 
together because you guys give me suggestions and I and I want to try to do them. So it takes money, right? So just spread the word. That's all I ask. That's all I need from you guys. And you guys do have a question about any of this. It could be about anything. You can always go to Chris at KieferIncTesting.com. Hit me up. I'll get back to you eventually. I haven't been get, getting back to m- many people the past week or so because I've been busy with shootouts. But we'll get back to you. I'll try to help you as much as I can, and we'll send you in the right direction. So anyway, I just thought I wanted to um, drop that on you. I saw that earlier this morning when I was waking up, and it kind of pissed me off. But anyway, enough of that stuff. Let's get to the shootout, shall we? So I rode today, all right? I got off my dead ass. My wife called me a pussy. Sunday, I went to go race, took my son racing. I was racing. I signed up. She's like, and I I rode practice. I'm like, man, my ribs are so sore. She's like, you're a pussy. You're a bitch. I'm like, oop, okay. Well, guess I better get on my bike and race. So I was leading the race, my moto, first moto. I pulled off, totally pussed out. But my ribs were hurting. I wanted to save myself for you guys today. So I rode all the bikes. I got my opinion in there. I got my scores in there. After I looked at all the scores, when I added mine in, it didn't affect the overall outcome of this shootout. That makes me feel good. I was stressed out about that because um, all these guys were doing a lot of work over these past two days, and I jump in the last day and throw my scores in, and there you go. So I did throw my scores in here. I didn't do an interview with all these other interviews that you will hear shortly. I'll kind of give you a brief breakdown of the things that I like today at Comp Edge on these bikes and give you my scores. But just want to let you guys know that I did come through. And if you do have any questions with some of the things that I felt, just give me an email. So without further ado, the winner of today, now this is not the overall, this is today scores at Competitive Edge for day three, Honda CRF 450. Just let me say this. I was surprised. Not because of the bike is not good. I just didn't think the revisions would be as well perceived as it has been. I mean, it, it's been doing great in my shootout. It's been doing, obviously, I read Michael Lindsay's at Vital, which he did a good job. I, I like his stuff. And it won over there. So I was like, man, holy shit. Honda's good, right? I know it is, but I didn't think everyone else was on that boat. Well, they are. Today it won at a fast track. 17 points it won. Barely, though, between first and third, dude, it was close. I think separated two points. So tied for second. There's a tie. I hate ties, guys, but that's how we work. It's very organic how I wanted to do this with numbers, opinions. I don't want to sway anything. So it just so happened that the scores added up the same. So 18 to 18, Yamaha YZ450F and the Husky FC450 tie today for second. So very, very close. Like I said, 21 points for fourth was the KTM. So Honda, Yamaha Husky, and then KTM, all within a few points of each other. Very, very close. You'll hear this in the interviews about how all these bikes are very close. I concur. I know you guys think it's a bunch of BS and blowing smoke up your ass. It's not. I would say for me personally, the top four bikes are very, very close. Maybe fifth and sixth, not so close for me, but top four, very close. So fifth place on the day, Kawasaki. Sixth place, Suzuki. So 
those two bikes down a little bit, but you'll hear in these interviews how people liked some of the things about the RMZ and some people liked some of the things about the KX. Touching on this, it's hard to rank a bike six because six doesn't mean it's a piece of crap. It just means it needs some work for each guy. Like some guys liked it. Some guys ranked the RMZ second and third. On some days it got six. So it's not like it's a horrible bike. I asked the question today in these interviews that you'll hear. Would you buy a Suzuki? Would you purchase a Suzuki? Um, one guy said no. But for me, I asked myself that question. I would. I would buy a Suzuki. I, I like a lot of the characters that the Suzuki has. I just think it needs a little bit better of an engine and to figure out the suspension a little bit. So um, very close today. Very good. Um, I had seven riders. You'll hear them all today. Seven including me. So six plus me. Um, once again, ranking today. Overall today, Honda tied for second. Yamaha and Husky. Fourth KTM, fifth Cowie, sixth Suzuki. Moving on to the engine category, I have them rank every tester. I have them rank this. Today, winning the engine category was Yamaha. Not a shocker. It's been great all shootout long, right? Second KTM, third Husky, fourth Honda. Kind of weird, right? Fourth place motor, winning the overall. You'll hear more about that today. Um, when you listen to this in this interviews, a lot of these interviews talk about the engine character and why these riders like it, or maybe they didn't like it. Some didn't. Um, fifth place, Cowie. Sixth place, Suzuki. Once again, Yamaha, KTM, Husky, Honda, Cowie, Suzuki. Moving on my notes. Man, you guys should see all these notes I have. Whew. Holy crap. You got, I'll take a picture and put us on my Instagram of all the sheets that I have here. And it's a lot of lot of notes. Chassis score of today. Overall, Honda second. Ooh, you guys want second, but you can't because there is no second. It's a tie for three. Three manufacturers tied for first. Honda, KTM, and Husky. That's right. Ties suck, people, but when you're doing it like this, when you're listening to people, like you're just getting the information right away, you had to have scores, right? And sometimes you have ties. In this case, I don't mind it so much because it's all real. It's not like, let's just rank it tie so because it's the same bike, KTM and Husky. No, this is a real scoring sheet. Like I've added the scores up and that's what it came to. All three of these bikes had 18 points, Honda, KTM, and Husky. So those three manufacturers had a close chassis today. Fourth place was the Yamaha, fifth Cowie. Six Suzuki. Suspension, not a shocker. Yamaha takes the cake with 12 points. Second was Honda, 14 points. Third was the Husky with 24 points. Fourth was the KTM with 28 points. Fifth place, Suzuki edged out Kawasaki, Spring Fork Life. Um, Suzuki got 31 points and Cowie got 38 points. So those are the scores from today at Comp Edge. And without further ado, we, ha we do have a tie. Not for the winner, so everyone just calm down. Woo-saw, woo-saw. Okay, you calm? All right. So congratulations goes out to Honda. They win the first annual 
Kiefer Ink Testing Shootout. Congratulations, guys. I know how much hard work it goes into the making these things good. All of these bikes are damn good bikes. $10,000 is a lot of freaking money to spend on a bike, but I'm telling you, you really can't go wrong with any one of these bikes. You got to make it what you like. Would I put some spring forks on the Cowie? Yes. But do I like a lot of other things about the bike? Yes. So Honda wins to the... Honda wins today, Honda wins the overall. Honda won Vital Shootout, could this be something of a pattern? We will see, but congratulations to all the guys at Honda, one, two, one. Second goes to KTM, they went two, one, four for seven. So even if they got second today behind the Honda, they would have got second overall anyway. So it came down to the last day today between pretty much those two bikes, um, I kind of knew that going in. I knew one of them would win. And Honda pulled through with KTM just barely getting um, second place, almost winning. They split days, and then the last day decided. So we have a tie for third. 3-4-2, Yamaha with nine points. 4-3-2, Husky with nine points. So I'm going with the tie for third. It's legit. It's straight from the riders. I'm going to concur with all this. So those all like all those four bikes right there are very very close. So um Yamaha 342 you know Moto scores we're going with the Moto score format 9 points. Husqvarna 432 9 points. So fifth place Kawasaki 555 Suzuki 666. So Kawasaki with 15 points, Suzuki with 18 points. So very close, guys. Very fun to do. I'm pretty stoked on it. It came out cool. Very organic. Do I just I just like, I guess how I explain it to someone today when I was talking to them, they were talking about this podcast thing. You get to hear and feel what I say, what each tester says, and you get you can relate more by listening and hearing a guy talk versus reading. If you're texting someone and your buddy texts you back and goes, Man, you sound like an asshole. Why are you so pissed off? Well, I'm not pissed off, bro. What do you mean? Well, you're interpreting it the wrong way. And I feel like when you read a test sometimes, it gets interpreted the wrong way. So now you get to hear my voice. You get to hear all these guys, what their feelings are. And I really like that because I like to feel people. When I meet someone, I'm really good at reading them and trying to feel what kind of energy they have. Not to get all zen on you guys, but... I don't know, it just feels like a more personal thing, and I wanted to bring you guys along and uh, to go for the ride, and you guys have. So super stoked that we're doing it. Hopefully we're going to be doing it more. Once again, I got all these test riders um, interviews. Um, I had Paul Parabinos from Pro Taper today. I uh, had Dylan Epstein, which is a very high-level rider. He's a Canadian national winner this year. He rode today. Jeff Northrup. You know, he works for Fly, WPS, but he was at a high level in Supercross. I had my 240-pound novice guy, average dude, heavier guy, doesn't clear all the jumps. And, of course, Matt, he's my only rider that I used three times. He's pretty much the average consumer, buys a bike every year or two, 200 pounds, so including me. And uh, I feel like this has been a great day, and it's been a great podcast series. I thank you guys for listening. 
If you like I said, if you guys have any questions, you can always hit me up at Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. Congratulations to Honda for winning this thing. Very prestigious. Going to have a big trophy for them made up so they can hang up in the office. And congratulations to all these manufacturers, actually. Like KTM, I like the bike. I think it's bitching. So um, I guess I can kind of get into my ranking. So a lot of you guys have been hitting me up about it and uh, wanting to know my rankings and what I feel. So I'm going to get heat for this. And you're going to hear more about this in his rider interviews, but honestly, I ranked the Yamaha first today, guys. I like it, okay? Didn't really care that much. I, didn't, I shouldn't say I didn't care for it. I knew it wasn't as planted when I wrote it at Glen Helen for the intro. Um, raising the fork up 5 millimeters, going to 104 millimeters of sag really helps this bike. So for those of you that are getting this Yamaha, that's one thing you should probably go straight to do is do that. So today it handled really good. The motor is so good. I can ride it with less effort than the other bikes. So I ranked it first today. And second to me, shockingly, like I really like the Husky. So Husqvarna ranked second. Very, it's not as good engine-wise as a KTM. doesn't have that snappy throttle response, but it's easy to ride. And for me today at Comp Edge, I like the suspension on the Husky better than the KTM. That's why the Husky um, was ranked second. KTM was third. Um, those two engines are similar, just um, Husky's delivery is smoother. KTM's more abrupt. I go on map two on both of those bikes. Um, I do like the handlebar better on the Husky. It flexes more. If you listen to Paul Parabinos's, uh interview, he'll talk more about flex seven eighths bars crossbars all this shit that he talks about it's very interesting some of these things i didn't even know um so um you want you want to sponge some of that up but i really like the husky today it's never been my favorite bike um i've always liked the ktm more but today man i i tell you what um the, the bike felt firmer up front it didn't dive as much i didn't get much sting from slap down landings like i did on the ktm so uh, second, third right there. Fourth for me was the Honda. I like the Honda motor a lot. And that's why, this is kind of why I was kind of surprised why it won. Um, the chassis for me is just a little rigid. So I'm more of a softer feeling guy. I like comfort. I want some give. The Honda's a racy chassis. Like it's a little bit stiffer. Um, when the track gets dried out and square edgy, it's not as good as these other three in front of it. To me today... Where the Honda shines for me is when it's softer, loamier, deep. I bet you if I would have rode at Glen Helen, I probably really really would have liked the Honda because it was soft and ruddy. And that's where this bike shines, man. Um, but today, um, the engine's very good. It's, it's really torquey. has a lot of excitement. The fork's exceptional. I think the fork moves very good. has a good damping feeling. Um, the bike's a balance. has a whole balance feel. I don't like the bar setup. I feel like it's a little high up front. They need to go to a little lower bend of a bar. But just overall frame character for me is a little stiff when the track got hard packed. Fifth place, Kawasaki. Like I said, I love that frame. Engine snappy. Feels light. I just don't like that TAC fork. Very harsh. I try to play with it, soften it up. Then it dives. It's just it's a pain in the ass for me to adjust. I don't like that. So... Sixth place, 
like I said, the RMZ, I just need more engine. I feel like under load, um, heavier dirt, it doesn't pull me out like I want it to. It corners decent. I've, I rode um, it for my first impression, kind of did a podcast. I felt like maybe it didn't corner as good. But now that I have some more time on it and compared to the other bikes, it corners well. Um, I would say it's not the best cornering bike in the bunch where it used to be the best. I would say Honda and uh, KTM have it beat. But still very good bike. What I do like about it, it's controlled. I do like the shock. I know it got some heat for the shock, but for me, acceleration shock, that, that shock's really good. It's active, it moves, it sticks to the ground, and it gives you good rear wheel traction. So I do like that about the Suzuki, but those were my rankings for the day. Um, first, Yamaha. Second, Husky. Third, KTM. Fourth, Honda. Fifth, Cowie. Sixth, Suzuki. That's my order for the day, but I have no problem with the overall. I can see the Honda winning. It did. And uh, it's been a great bike. KTM's awesome. Husky's come a long way, guys. Man, I it's it doesn't feel the same as the KTM either. So I don't want to ramble on here all night. I can know you guys want to get into these interviews and uh, listen to what everybody has to say. But congratulations to all the manufacturers for building great machines. Thank you all for listening to this podcast. I deeply appreciate it. And hopefully we will do this again very soon. Actually, we will do this very soon. 250F shootouts are coming. Probably not till November after the Honda intro. The Honda 250 intro is in October 20-something. So we will have shootouts after that. And we will get a bunch of testers and do it all up again for you and crown a champion. So there you have it. First annual done in the books. I will do a wrap-up podcast um, end of the week, maybe early next week, and give you all settings for all these bikes, um, a direction that everyone kind of went to. So if you guys are purchasing any one of these bikes, you can get some direction on which way to go, some sag numbers, some clicker numbers, uh, maybe some tips and tricks on each bike. We have some good settings for this RMZ that maybe will uh, make your life a little bit easier when you get it. And uh, also some uh, tips and tricks for the other bikes as well. So uh, stay tuned for that and uh, stay tuned for these interviews here. So thanks again to all my sponsors, uh, RockyMountainATVMC.com, Fly Racing, Rutted Racing, and also ScreenPrintingDone.com. Thank you guys. See you to track soon. And Hey, what's up everybody? Chris Kiefer here. Day three of the 450 MX shootout. We're in the mobile studio in the high desert. Competitive Edge is the final day of 450 shootout tests. And like we did last time, we had some manufacturer reps here to help us with our shootouts. And uh, this week I wanted to get on none other than my buddy and X high desert. Oh man, I don't even want it. It's painful for me to say this. I know, your, your eyes are tearing up right now. Yeah, so Travis Preston, what is your title? at Yamaha, official title. Okay, my official title would be testing technician. Okay, so slash technician. Slash. Okay, so we're out here today, final day. Yamaha, um, all new bike this year. Um, we went to the intro of Glen Helen, had some good reviews, uh, but tell us a little bit more about how you brought this bike to fruition and how it came and what all the things you guys wanted to change with this bike. Yeah, well, well, definitely. You know, we're, we're always listening to, 
you know what what you guys have to say what what the consumer has to say and uh, we we definitely wanted to make the bike corner better we, we wanted to make it slimmer uh, we wanted to make the power easier to control and always you know we want to keep that that good plush KYB suspension yeah how how much were you involved were you involved from day one of this bike was this is this your first from prototype to production motorcycle so yeah this is kind of the first project that I've been been a part of from you know the, the groundwork I think Butler started it first maybe I don't even know when but um you know me and Butler went to Japan and I was actually part of the clay check it was a clay bike and we would sit on it and you so know a lot of rapid proto parts yeah, yeah. so yeah we, we've been riding this bike for a while and yeah it's kind of cool now to to go to these shootouts and actually see you know you guys ride it and comment on it so it's good how many uh, shootouts have you done so far this year I've been so busy, Chris, I just lose track. Right. So I just know today's Tuesday. Okay. And I know that there's some more shootouts still to go. Right. So I think MXAs is next week or something, but it seems like I added to your guys' plate with my Kiefer Inc. testing bullshit, right? But no one cares because you give us awesome gifts. Oh, yeah, I did. So you take the shootout level yeah. up a notch when you start giving out gifts. Oh, so for those of you guys listening out there, I never even talked about this, but um, I know how much all these guys work. They work their balls off. They're here for, for me and my testers, helping settings with the bike. They, they prep the bike for us. They make sure everything's dialed in. So it's less work for me when I get home. I mean, I still gotta go wash bikes and do things, but these guys help me tremendously. And I feel like when I was at Dirt Rider that it wasn't, um, you guys weren't respected enough. And like, and I know it's your job and that's what you get paid to do, but I just wanna let you guys know that I thank you. So anyway, I told Heather that I wanted to get every manufacturer rep something. So we came up with like a little travel bag with some oils and some, not lubes, <laughs> no <laughs> with lubes. some creams and some, some aftershave and just some razors and some cool shit and to get through a shirt in there. Yeah, yeah. And you're yeah. Gonna, But the thing is, is you never told me that you got it. We're buddies and I figured that you would be the first one to call me and say thank you. Well, you know, I've been busy. Yeah. And you know, Butler's been busy. So Butler had the care package and then only gave it to me yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's Butler's fault. So it's Butler's fault. So blame him. But still, it's half my fault because you texted me in the AM, I think, about the package and I didn't get back to you until, you know, six or seven hours later. So obviously that's not prompt enough for you. No. So I, I mean, guess especially I got to Heather. Heather right. mostly wants... You have to text within 20 minutes minimum yes. or else you're starting to get mad emojis. Yes. So... This is the final day of the shootout. <clears throat> Lots of mixed reviews so far for this bike. Um, some guys love it. Some guys are fourth, fifth, but all agree that the motor is insane and has great overall power feel. Um, are you guys somewhat shocked in some of the results that the feedback that you get? Uh, I think I'm I'm shocked a, a little bit on on some results because I feel like maybe. You know, it's only one day and like the track, you know, you know, I'm, I'm here today and, right. I, and I'm actually geared up riding today yep. and you know, track's not that rough. Right. So, and that's where I feel like the Yamaha really shines is when it gets rough. The Yamaha is very stable. Um, you know, no bike is perfect, but yeah, I just, I'm, I'm kind of surprised, but then also same time, I'm, I'm not surprised in a sense of, you know, yeah, the motor's really good. Right. Suspension's really good. And I think it just depends on the riders. Some guys are more focused on. You know, maybe they don't they don't ride rough tracks, or you know they 
the tracks are smooth and they want it to corner so they might like the Suzuki a little bit more right. so I think uh, Glen Helen was deep and rough and ruddy um, today we're actually starting to get some bumps finally it's it's 1230 um, but it's nice to see that you're riding um, so you can kind of get a feel for the track not a lot of manufacturer reps have time to go ride but it's nice to have you guys out here riding so you kind of can relate to what we're talking about because you're riding the same stuff we are so I think that's key yeah and I think it's very very helpful for me to hear your your comments and then you know I can hey what corner does that happen right well I can just suit up and go out on the bike and try to experience that same situation in that same corner um, back to your job so you've been at Yamaha for how long two and a half years oh really it's been that long yeah time's going by dang yeah it's been a long time so for me, I'm just viewing it, and I see I'm, I'm from the outside, but I see you. You're a test rider. You're basically. I even read a, a interview with Dustin Nelson the other day. You're kind of like the face of Yamaha when you go to these events, you know, because past Supercross champion, you still ride at a high level, um, and I feel like you do a lot of things, and that seems to be the. Uh, maybe I don't know. It seems not to be the norm for for most manufacturers. So. I would have to say it's it's kind of cool to see you coming from a, a Supercross factory rider background and you're actually doing a really good job at Yamaha doing all of these jobs. Well, thank you. I mean, maybe you're kissing my butt a little bit. Well, you're my buddy, but okay. I mean, I'm actually harder on my buddy. <laughs> okay. So. Um, no, yeah, I, I just think, you know, I've, I've been in the sport for so long. I've, I've been in the industry and a lot of people know me. So, yeah, it's 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 kind of easy, you know. I've, I've spent a lot of time with this bike, so... Who better than to help somebody set it up than you know me because I've ridden it so much. Right, and I was in I was at Yamaha for I don't know five years. Um, worked more in the accessory division, but I've worked closely with Mark Porter, Butler, Ulrich, and all those guys. And uh, to me, that's a that's one of to me. And I've said this before in my podcast. One of the better R and D units out there today, and that's been together the longest, uh, most cohesive and lots of good feedback. So um, you've been around, you've been on some factory teams. Would you say that same thing for you guys there? Yeah, I would. And, you know, I, I think it probably starts with Porter because he, you know, he's, he's been there for so long and he kind of almost started that, you know, uh, department. So, and he's so, you know, he listens, he's understanding, he, he's not, you know, quick to speak. He, he really thinks things through and, uh, you know, yeah, very patient because, you know, when I first started there, I didn't know what I was doing. You weren't a technician. That's no, sure. no, definitely wasn't. I didn't know how to change a tire. <laughs> right. So these guys, you know, Ulrich and Butler, they really had to teach me a lot and, and they're still teaching me. So, yeah, it, it's great. It, it, it's a really good group of guys. And, you know, sometimes Monday morning you're like, oh, I don't want to go to work. But when you when you get to work and you get around, you know, Ulrich and then we have this guy Gator and then we have a new engineer, Vinny. Yeah, and uh, Gator and Vinny. It sounds like we're at the Sopranos. Or <laughs> it's a good group of guys. I feel like sometimes uh, we, we we could have like a reality show. Yeah, of, Gator of, and Vinny. Because it's just six guys. We're locked in this room, and everybody's there's talking. There's no windows in there. There's no windows. Yeah. Everybody's talking trash. Yeah. and and uh, it's definitely a good time. That's cool. Well, thanks for coming. We appreciate you having you, and uh, hopefully the Yama goes up in the, the rankings today, and we'll see how it works out in the overall. Yeah, thanks for having. All right. Day three, rider interviews, 450MX shootout. Today, competitive edge, last day today. Um, right now, I have one of the bigger riders um, in the shootout. You guys have been asking for 
you guys are bitching and moaning to me about you don't have big enough riders. I'm 250. I'm 240. You need to have a husky guy. You need to have a big guy. Well, I had a 210 pound guy. So just for you, I stepped it up and came out with Kelly Gelhouse, 240. But what's your height? Five nine. Five nine. And Kelly, what? Intermediate? Moto? Novice? Novice, intermediate. Okay. So you're, when you go over the hill, gang, you ride what? Intermediate or something? Yeah, they're kind of retarded, so I think expert over there. <laughs> okay, so, so you're 47. 47 years old. And you own a KTM 350? Yep, for about two weeks. There you go. And Kelly's a good uh, consumer, you know, opinion, because Kelly tries to buy a bike every couple of years, and maybe more than one, right? Yeah, I'm going on two bikes here in about another week, hopefully. Yeah, and you, 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 he likes riding off-road, he rides moto. He's one's uh, he's a good friend with Gary Sutherland, so he kind of rides everything that Gary rides, and Gary pretty much rides a lot of stuff. So Kelly's a good guy to get to test these bikes um, for the bigger riders, and uh, he's straight up, maybe too much at times, too blunt <laughs> at times that we tell him. <laughs> so uh, sixth place, you have the Kawasaki, I see. So a couple things that you liked about the Kawasaki, and a couple things you didn't like. You know, I liked the the motor was good in the Kawasaki, mm-hmm. and. Um, it, the brakes were good. I mean, these bikes are brand new, so all all six bikes we rode were great. But the um, the Kawasaki forks kind of didn't really impress me too much. But the power was great. I, I don't. There's not a big difference in power on the Kawasaki versus the one I had in first place. Um, it's just a little smoother, but it's still fun. And um, so when you complain about the fork, was it a harsh feeling? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it seemed harsh. On I, I uh, don't. I'm not a big motocrosser. I come up short on a lot of jumps or jump to the top of them, and it's not real soft or springy feeling. It's just kind of a thud, and um, it, it's not as smooth as the other bikes were. What about the rear? The shock. The shock wasn't too bad. Um, some of the jumps had come down on my back wheel first, and uh, it wasn't nearly as bad as coming down on the forks first. Okay. So, but engine feel, it's it, similar to, we're not going to talk about the one you, you, you it won, but similar? Not as not as far No, as- it's it wouldn't be too far back. I could, I could put that engine in the number one bike and probably be pretty happy. I don't know if it'd be number one, but it'd be at least top three. Right. Are you more of a front-end steering guy, or are you more towards the rear? No, I, I don't know for sure. Okay. I, I think I, I steer when I watch you ride from the and, front. And for those of you guys listening, I watch Kelly ride, and he's more towards the rear. Like, you know, you're going up a face of a jump. He's off the back a little bit. You're not towards the front, you know. But uh, I think you're kind of neutral. Yeah. yeah it, it, on sharp turns, I try to get up on the tank. The rest of it, yeah, I'm always scared to jump, so I'm hanging on for dear life in the back. <laughs> yes. So engine you liked on the Cowie. What about chassis feel? Um, cornering capability on the Cowie. The Cowie was good. Like I said, the brakes were really good on it, and I felt the bike turned in really good. Um, every bike I rode, you know, it was tough to get the sag right with stock springs, mm-hmm. but I felt like I could go single track on this Cowie, motocross, whatever, and it, the turning wouldn't be a problem. Okay, fifth place, you have the all-new Suzuki. Um, this bike has seen a couple second-place finishes throughout the shootout, but... Most of the time, it's been in fifth and sixth. Um, real quick, actually, things that you do like about this bike. Why, why do you like this bike? So, well, similar to last year, um, and I, I didn't notice a big difference. I know a lot of people noticed the difference from last year to this year, but it's got that really good, smooth, low-end power. I like that. So I can come out of a turn slow and get up the face of a jump enough to clear the jump. Right. Um, 
and the bike feels small it feels short it did it, 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 i don't know if it's that funky fender they have on there but the bike feels short and uh it felt like it turned really good it wants to turn real sharp um Do you so have I, much I time like on a, a previous to this have you had much time on suzuki no just testing last year okay yeah because you were in the shootout last year yeah in 05 i owned one right but so cornering capability is where it shines for you absolutely and easy to ride motor uh, yeah the motor the motor is great and uh yeah, it's it's a pretty fun bike. I don't know, you know, if I'd want to take it out in the desert or anything like that, but for tracks, the thing's awesome. Things that you do not like about this bike. Well, that's what I don't like. That's what I'm kind of referring to out in the desert or whatever. It when I get going at Comp Edge on a fast section where there was a sweeping turn or something, the bike didn't seem to track as solid as the other bikes. It kind of seemed like it wanted to kind of skate across, move a little bit more than the other bikes were. Uh, it didn't feel as planted. What about brakes on this thing? Our brakes are good on every one of these bikes. You know, they're all brand new bikes. I mean, the KTM, of course, and the Husky with their hydraulics are, are great brakes, but everything's new. So right. everything's good today. Right. Um, so the Suzuki fifth place, what about overall, like, rider cockpit? Some of these riders are, during yeah. the course of this test have been complaining some about that. Have you did you notice anything? You know what I notice about if if uh, for being five nine, mm -hmm. I notice always since uh, since oh five on Hondas, Hondas Suzukis have always felt better to me being five foot nine. We got a smaller cockpit and it feels I feel more at home with stock setting. I can just jump on the bike, especially the Honda. I can jump on it and go. I like the Yamaha and the Cowies, but they seem like they're larger cockpits. Right. Where the Suzuki, I think 5.9 and under is really good. We've been talking about this throughout the shootout as well, but maybe uh, also, too, you would, would you buy a bike or maybe not buy a bike because it has electric start? These bottom two bikes are kickstart machines. Do you even think about that when you get on it? You know, it's funny you say that because, as you know, as 47 years old, as we get older, you know, but I can remember saying, you know, you're a pussy if you need a, you know, if you need an electric start, yeah. you're just a puss. You can't start it. You and, shouldn't be riding. And, and, you know, everybody, you know, everybody's dad used to say, hey, if you can't start it, you can't ride it. Now you got an electric start. I, um, it, it's nice to have, uh, I guess maybe I'm getting softer, um, because I prefer the electric start. I would still buy a bike with a kickstart, but I know we go on trails. I look over at my riding buddy. We stop. Hey, how's it going? Hey, we're going to go here. And then he starts his bike up. He's gone. And I'm sitting there kicking this thing or trying to find neutral to kick right. it. They all kick over real easy, so it's not a big deal. But I know I'm going to... Strictly moto, it wouldn't matter to you, though, if you're just riding moto. You know, I might not, for just if I'm just riding moto, I might not even want the electric start to save weight. Okay. Because the one bike that we rode today that's in my top three, the KTM, yeah. really light. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, to save weight, I might want it without a, without electric start. Fourth place, you have the Husqvarna FC450. Um, reasons why you picked it fourth. Why didn't you pick it up to the top? Things you don't like about it. You know, the the bike is a very solid bike. It, it felt wide. Um, I talked to the guys about it. They say maybe it's got a wider gas tank than some of the other bikes. It felt wide, and it's not a very... I wasn't excited to ride it. It was. It's a good bike. It was solid. It jumped all the jumps. It did all the turns. It just didn't have the the well, same. Of course, it's going to do the turns. You're the rider. <laughs> yeah, but it it, it leaned it leaned into the turns just as good as the other bikes. Did you notice the weight difference between 
your the husky that that's in fourth, and then the bottom two maybe a little bit heavier. You know, I so didn't I did not with the husky to tell you the truth. Other than putting it on the stand, the husky the tank to me felt it feels like it's two or three inches wider, and um, so it just didn't feel nearly as good as the KTM did. Uh, maybe I got hung up on that, but the bike was good. But the motor is it's like it's like a, a tractor. It goes really good. It's dependable. You could probably it's probably like the XR four hundred. And uh, we've been spl- we've been splitting these bikes up, the KTM and the Husky, in this whole shootout. Reasons why you rated the Husky fourth and the KTM above it. And on paper, they're the same. Besides swing arm, muffler, and a f- I think that's it. Muffler and uh, swing arm. So well, e- even though I've got them only bars. only one position apart, yeah, I would buy the KTM. Uh, a hundred times over I would the Husky reasons um, the Husky or the KTM everything about it is great except one thing okay and the Husky is is just kind of blah do you notice the difference in engine between the engines or they feel the same to you no the KTM does feel a little bit more aggressive a okay. little bit more peppy like the like the Yamaha and the Honda it's mm-hmm. a little bit more exciting um, uh, there's some other things I like about the KTM. I'll tell you later. But the Husky's kind of blah. It's like um, maybe just having sex with a six and a half instead of a ten. Okay. It's yeah. not. It's, I know all about that. It, it, it's good to have, but <laughs> you know yeah. you don't want to have it every night. <laughs> this is awesome. That's true. So you're not going to throw it out of bed, though, right? No, not me. Yeah. So I mean, the Husky's a good bike. I mean, what we've been talking about in this whole shootout here. They're all good bikes, right? Absolutely. Yeah, there's and and we're all splitting hairs. You know, I got different types of riders here. I got some good guys. I got some vets. I got some heavier dudes. And what everyone comes up to me and says is like, man, it's tough to rate these bikes. It's hard to pick apart all these machines because if I was going to go buy a bike, I'll try to go find the best deal and how long these durability of these bikes last, you know, because that comes into play. We're not doing durability here today. We're just trying to give you guys performance, you know, information, the goods, I mean, the pros and the cons. So um, I really want to reiterate that, like, all these bikes are good. We have to pick a six-place bike, so it's tough for all of us to do that. So Husky's fourth for Kelly. Uh, It's a a six-and-a-half. It's not a ten. Six and a half. So it's getting a fourth. <laughs> Six and a half gets a fourth, everyone. <laughs> uh, so third place, Orange Bike. We kind of touched on this, but uh, give us what you do like about the KTM. Well, what I really like about it, I didn't really pick it up until today, and I own one, and I'm a, I guess my bike does the same thing. But the freewheeling is great. You, you come out of a jump, go into a turn, and the Yamaha especially feels like as soon as you let off the throttle you're hitting the brakes right slows you down breaking. a lot mm-hmm. yeah the uh, the ktm just doesn't seem to have as much and i asked uh you know the ktm guy about that and he said they have a different clutch different clutch system different gearing on the main gears but um the the, the top three are so close to each other um you know, I'm sure I'm sure people have them in opposite order of me, but those top three, I'm, I'll bet you are the top three with everybody. Did you notice, how do you like the AER fork? I didn't really touch on that. Is that what the KTM is, an AER both, fork? Both KTM and Husky have the okay. AER air fork. That's, a, that's the only reason that bike got third and not first. So you had a little bit of trouble with the fork. Yeah, and they, uh, KTM was great. They worked with me, and um, clank, clank, clank. So, but clank, maybe not clank bottoming clank, but maybe no. just kind of stop. The initial, okay. you know, land, whether I jumped up uh, double in, into a triple or just jumped something real small, there was a clank sound every time, and it just just did not feel. So a harsh feeling in your wrists? 
you know, it was more of a sound than it was even the wrist. Um, the triple in the back, I doubled that into the face of the triple, uh-huh. and it rebounded really bad, but it made that bad clank sound. Um, I had them adjusted. I played with the compression, and um, I, um, I'm i not a fan of the air fork. Okay. Well, and then that goes to show you, too, like, that's the better air fork out of everybody. Everybody tells me, Kelly, you got to try this fork. You got to try this fork. I'm... I've tried it. I've tried it. I don't like it. Still don't agree with it. No. You could blindfold me in on that fork. I can guarantee you I'd pick that fork every time out. Okay. Second place, you have the Honda. It's been doing good in the shootout. Um, I think the last Honda you you rode was the RX. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. You let me use the RX last year. And this year's RX um, seems to be a little bit more stable. It's not as skatey as it seemed last year. So R, you mean? RX is off-road version. So you're talking about th- we're talking about this bike right now. So the Honda you rated second, but you last time you rode was a 17 RX. So on this on this track today, what do you think of the 18 Honda? I think it was great. I so, think it was so close to the Yamaha. The Yamaha has a little bit more exciting motor, but the motor. Breaking ex- news: Yamaha won. Just let you know. Please. The the motor is exciting on the Honda though too. Um, did you play with the maps? I did. I had it on. You know the green light, the white. So that blinks once for uh, one. One blink is the normal map. I had it on the two. Two of the three maps. One map was they said to put it on when the course is dry. either dry so that's or muddy. Two blinks and three blinks is aggressive. Yeah, I I like the aggressive. Okay. Um, it was it was great. The bike was fun. So engine feel enough torque. Plenty of torque and over revs okay. Like so, overall that engine is very good for you. You know what I think I I would do on the Honda. I was looking at the sprockets and I think that comes with a 49. I'd probably throw a 48 on because the Yamaha seems to pull a little bit longer than the Honda. Mm-hmm. The Honda seems like you get on the rev limiter a little sooner than the Yamaha. Spools up quicker. Yep. Okay. Suspension on the Honda. Okay. So real quick, you don't know this. You were out riding. And I was speaking with the Honda technicians and I and I followed you because I was riding today too, which we'll talk to my about my opinions later. But I followed you from that bike. You left, and they had to take six turns out, right? Because I'm 170 pounds. But what's cool is they said they got enough sag for your weight. And they, so that spring on the Honda goes from 150 pounds to whatever. You're, yeah, you know, they had me at 104. Right, so for those of you guys listening out there, you're heavy, that spring will accept your weight up to like 240 pounds. So you can find a right sag. Um, so I just thought that was kind of a cool feature because um, you really don't see that with these production bikes. There's a, a narrower window than this Honda. So anyway, get back to the suspension for me. I'm sorry. So the shock. Yeah, no. The on the Honda, everything everything was great on the Honda. It was really close. I feel I feel the Yamaha made enough changes from last year to this year to win the shootout. Okay. Um, Honda has very minute changes. Um, engine hangers. Um, springs change and springs. So. Yeah, it, the the springs though seem to make a tremendous uh, difference to me. And, I, last year the Honda seemed a little bit more skatey than it did this year. What about cornering the Honda? I, I love it. So can you corner the Honda better than the KTM? No. You, you like the KTM cornering better? I do, but they're pretty. They're like I said, all three are really close. But the KTM, I love the free wheel in it, and it just it bends over really nice. Yeah. So does. So the Honda is a heavier, one of the heavier bikes in the class. Does it feel that heavy when you ride it? The only time you feel it is t- putting it back on the stand. Right. So that's been uh, said a lot this shootout and in other shootouts that I've read too. Is like it doesn't really feel um, that heavy. It feels light, and I think a lot has to do with um, 
how you know peppy that bottom end is you know real crisp and and uh, lots of torque so um, Honda did minute changes but obviously it's been working for a lot of riders you're 240 it works for you you rated second yeah so, Yamaha won reasons being now before we before we start this let me preface this Yamaha hasn't been doing that great and it's been getting kind of a, a bad rap um, people know that I'm a Yamaha fan I like Yamahas not because I'm friends with Travis or anything. I'm friends with all these guys but I do like that bike reasons why you picked the Yamaha to win Right away, first thing that comes to your mind. The motor. So the, the motor pulls. For the, you. the motor is is really strong. People used to say how strong the KTM motor is. It is, but the Yamaha motor now is is unbelievable. So you get on it, you just pop the throttle a little bit, and you're clearing doubles without any problem. Um, so you have more confidence with this bike jumping? Oh yeah, it it you're you're um, you know it's not just louder. <laughs> It's actually making more power. Um, I don't know what the horsepower is on it, yeah. but the bike really—you um, you don't feel the weight of even the, the Yamaha is heavy, and you don't feel how heavy it is with that motor. You mentioned engine braking on this. You feel like there's some. Yeah, there's quite a bit more engine braking on this versus the KTM. Right. Uh, I don't think any more than any other four-stroke out there. I didn't notice any difference from the Yamaha to the Kawasaki or Suzuki, but. Um, that's why I, I did have the KTM so high, but this bike is it's unbelievable. Chassis. So this has been uh, a topic for the shootout. How do you feel this thing corners? You've been on a 17450 Yamaha. Do you think this bike's a better cornering Yamaha? I do. I think... Um, I, <laughs> He's sick, everybody. So. Excuse me? <laughs> He's not a smoker, I, I, I yeah. promise. <laughs> he just sounds like one. <laughs> Anyways, um, if you got like a Grand Prix fourth gear sweeper man the yamaha is not going to turn as good as the old yamaha to me it's not as stable right but if you're you know some 47 year old guy that thinks you're going to go supercross and start hitting all the tracks you want to go from the outside line cut across to the inside rut or whatever the case is the yamaha will do it where it didn't want to do it uh, last year or the years previous but um it really it will turn it'll get into any rut i feel compared to before so do you feel the Yamaha corners better than the Honda and the KTM, or do you still feel like that has an advantage over the Yamaha? No, I think the KTM might be the best cornering bike that I rode today. And then, you know, if you knew me, I'm kind of an anti-KTM guy for many years, but yeah. really the proof's in the pudding. Their, their stuff is really getting good. Um, but, all like I said, all three bikes are really close. Um, the motor is why the Yamaha won to me. Yep. The suspension's always been great with yep. the Kayaba. I think it's really smart of the manufacturers to bring back the spring forks. And if KTM had an option of a Shawa or a Kayaba, yeah. it, it, they would outsell people, you know, even worse than they already are. It's been the MO for a while now, not to, you know, to, to talk about more about suspension, but KYB always had a plusher feel on bikes versus Showa. Showa's been more performance-oriented, stiffer, um, which in times, that's that's a better feeling than the KYB stuff. But... Uh, on this on this Yamaha man, the KYB stuff's really plush, and uh, so there you have it: Yamaha, Honda, KTM, Husky, Suzuki, Kawasaki for Kelly. Um, thanks for coming out. Are you thanks tired? for having me. Um, no, I've got this pad cold, but I got to drive back to Bakersfield. But I'm I'm not tired. You know me; I'm like a tweaker. <laughs> All right, guys, there you have it, Kelly Gellhouse. All right, another rider interview time, round three. 450 MX shootout. Jason McCune, aka Inside Line Connect, 
A.K.A. Swaps guy. A.K.A. Dirtbike magazine guy. But he's here with K-Freak testing today. We lured him out. We uh, basically stole him away from the other guys. But uh, he rode all the bikes. Um, so give us your stats. Height, weight. So I'm 5'10", happily 190. Okay. Um, Ability? And I'm about a vet intermediate rider. So I'm, I can throw it away on occasion for sure. Okay. So you're the average consumer, pretty much, close to it. I am. Yeah. You're 37 or older? 44. 44. Yeah. Oh, you look young. Is this going on the air? Yeah. I just said that. Yeah. 40. Oh, so you're <laughs> one of those guys. It's the Asian yeah. in me. <laughs> you look young. That's why Don looks so damn young. <laughs> so we're going to start it off here. Sixth place. It looks like um, you have the Suzuki. So I did. A couple things you liked and disliked about the Suzuki. We'll start with the dislikes. So the the thing that was weird for me on the Suzuki um, was, you know, I, I don't fancy myself a, a great suspension guy. Um, I, I I I actually do fancy myself as just being able to ride something the way it's set up, because that's that's just kind of how I grew up. But uh, but the Suzuki it was weird. I just couldn't get the. It seemed like the back uh, shock and the front forks just. I, they didn't seem to get along for me. Um, I don't know. Unbalanced feel? Yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. But, yeah, it just felt super unbalanced. The back just always felt like it was moving around quite a bit. Um, it's been funny because, actually, this whole shootout we've heard on more than one occasion is the bike feels hinged in the middle. That's so, a good, yeah, that's actually a very good a very good term for that. So you're coming into it, something like, like today, how I felt, just give you a snippet of what I feel is, rolling corners kind of fast rolling corners i feel like the rear end's kind of hinged from the front yeah so i think that's i think that's a good point i think that's a good work, good term to use um for that because it was a similar feeling for me it just it just didn't feel like the front and the back got along at all um at, at all and and because of that you know it, it kind of limits your ability and your and the way you feel on the bike so what about uh engine feel the engine i actually thought was um was was quite good um i felt i felt like it was pretty smooth um from the bottom to the top um and i'm not a big suzuki guy i haven't been in the past so that was actually a bright spot for me with that bike chassis feel uh cornering still like still like that cornering capability suzuki has the cornering was was pretty good i think i was telling you earlier um it took me two or three laps but um, to kind of get it out of my mind that I'm not a Suzuki guy, yeah. but uh, once I did and I kind of gave the bike a chance, um, the corning was was really good. Um, um, overall cockpit feel, like uh, that's the one thing for me. I, I just I don't know what it is with the yellow bikes, but the ergos on that thing just it, I feel like I ride on top of the bike, mm -hmm. and I like to feel like I'm in the bike, I'm kind of behind the bars and not on top of the bars, and that was definitely something that just felt. It, it felt weird. It was something I could get used to, but it just it just wasn't. Um, it didn't give me a good feeling on the bike. I asked these guys. I asked some people this. A uh, couple things. Um, are you a crossbar guy? Or are you like no crossbar? I'm a crossbar guy. So does that immediately screw with your head when you don't see one? Uh, can you get used to I, it? I, I can. I can get used to it. Um, I've got a bike at home that I've got one that has a crossbar, one that doesn't. So I. I mean, I can get used to it. I just. I just feel like it. For me, it just. It, I don't think it is the case on the bike, but it feels like my the seat is 
10 feet taller than, than the front handlebars right. for some reason. And it's just a weird feeling for me. And, and that's the way I've always felt on the yellow bike. I, I, it's just weird. Maybe it's in my head, but I did feel that same thing today. Um, but I will tell you that overall, um, from the past bikes that I've ridden, Suzuki's, that this is a... Uh, that this is quite a bit of an improvement. Yes. I mean, I, I could def- I could definitely get used to it. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, what about electric start to no electric start? Does that matter to you when, you know, thinking about going to purchase a bike? Yeah, 100%. Okay. Especially since you okay. got a bike like a Suzuki or a Kawasaki that don't have electric starts. Um, and I, even if you don't know, I, I, I think you could assume that the electric start's coming right. in the next year or two. So as a consumer... It would be hard to go out and buy that bike and either not buy something else that's pretty compatible mm-hmm. or wait a year. And it's tough, too. I mean, when you have a heavier bike like Suzuki and you don't even have it on there. So yeah. That's tough to swallow. For sure. Um, fifth place, Yamaha YZ450F. Um, new bike from Yamaha. Um, you've actually ridden Don's Yamaha, correct me, or is it Tilly's? No, Don's. Don. So you've had Don's Yamaha all year, mm-hmm. so you're familiar with that bike. Yep. Um, but you rated a fifth. So things that um, let's well, start with the things that you like better from the current from the 17. Well, just so everybody knows, I had I had the Transworld bike, uh, Don's bike for six for 17. Okay. So um, I don't have the 18 one. So this was actually the first time I'd, I'd spent spent some laps on it. Um, That's what I meant. Yeah, you yeah. had Don's bike from 17. Right. Correct. Sorry. So things that you did like about the 18 versus the 17 that they, well, that you thought that they improved. Things that I things that I like on that bike in general is I mean the suspension is to me it's crazy good. Yep. Like um, right out of the box, um, I think I had the 17 bike all year and I never got the suspension done. I just played around rode with it and rode it and it's so good out of the box. I think. Um, for my ability, uh, that I, I didn't have to get anything done to it. What about the engine feel? How do you how do you like the engine? The engine's um, to me is is a little bit uh, is a little different. It's got that linear feel to it, um, and it always makes this whining whining noise that that um, is different from the other bikes. That suction makes sure you're talking about. Yeah, the suction coming up through the yeah. Front. So, um, but the power, the overall power. Um, is super smooth for me. Um, I just didn't. Uh, I feel like it needs a little bit more on the bottom. Okay. Um, compared to some of the other bikes, um, but uh, again, I mean, I think we talked about this before. It's so hard to have a fifth, sixth, right. fourth bike because the bikes are so close. Um, but I noticed. I did notice the motor difference, um, and I have in the past. Uh, with this bike compared to the other ones in that that aspect. Um, things that you disliked about this bike that you ranked it fifth. Um, the motor, okay. like like we just like I was just saying. I mean, I think it could use a little bit more on the bottom. Just just maybe a little bit more of a hit. Uh, maybe something. Maybe a pipe might might help that out. Maybe an FMF pipe. You're maybe, saying. maybe an FMF <laughs> pipe. I mean, what a small little plug there. Yeah. Um, what about cornering on this bike? It's, I've, I've heard both on this bike. That it's okay, that it's not okay. How do you feel about it? To be honest with you, yeah, please. Um, I, I struggled today okay. with the cornering yep. on this bike. Um, I What's, wasn't. Is it front end traction or is it? It's definitely on the turn in. Okay. Um, I felt like I was missing a couple ruts, but again, my ability is only bed intermediate, so right. I expect that out of myself every now and again. But in riding the same track with the bikes back to back, which I don't get to do quite often, it was it was 
I, I could definitely tell. Um, I was struggling for sure on um, some of the flatter corners yes. as well. Yeah. Um, what what was happening in the flat corners? The bike, it, I, I could not get the bike to turn in to the... So if you wanted to, to lean the, down in and cut in. I could not get it to do that. Okay. Um, and I, I felt like I was missing ruts. And I felt like, if this makes sense, I was having to turn the bike more with the brake mm -hmm. and with the throttle. Okay. Um, which I guess isn't a bad thing. Well, but the brake sliding, you're yeah. steering a little bit. Yeah. So Are you more of a front-end steering guy? I am. Okay. Yeah. And uh, that's what you're lacking with this bike? That's what I felt, yes. Okay. So that was one of the reasons why you ranked it fifth and the engine. Yeah. Again. What about, we, you, you said you're more on top of a seat guy. Mm -hmm. And this Yamaha has had some complaints about the seat. And anything from you on that area? I did put it in my notes. Okay. Um, I, I'm not sure if it was, I couldn't figure out if it was the seat or the bars. Okay. Um, but it definitely felt like similar to the Suzuki where, yeah, the, the seat was either higher or the bars were just super low. Okay. Um, and I'm sure that that's an easy fix, but it, yeah, I definitely felt like it was weird. And, and again, with my, the way I ride my riding style, going, even going back to the, to the, uh, to the Suzuki, I feel like if I'm in the bike, mm -hmm. as opposed to on top of the bike, if, if people can understand that, I feel like I can have the ability to turn the bike better. Get more control. Yeah. yeah. So, so it, it really kind of affects me whether it's mentally or, you know, that affects me on the track. Um, going back, how like tall are you once again? 5'10". 5'10". Okay. So you're an yeah. average height guy. Yeah. Um, Kawasaki fourth place. Um, not surprising. Um, the frame's been really good. We talked about the frame over this, this course of this test, how good it absorbs, and it absorbs a lot of uh, impact and square edge. Um, thoughts on the Cowie that you liked about the Cowie? Um, I love the, I mean, the motor's strong. Um, I love the motor. Uh, I think... Uh, I also, I love the suspension, if this makes sense, kind of in a straight line. Okay. On throttle or off throttle? On throttle. Okay. Um, off throttle and into the corners for me, um, I struggled similar to, similar to the, uh, to the Yamaha. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't seem to find the rut, um, in a, in a, a few of the corners. And then I would switch up lines and try and really hit the inside stuff. And it just felt heavy, like I couldn't, I couldn't lean it in like I wanted to. Um, again, not that you know I'm a pro guy or anything, but right. uh, but um, I get the bike pretty slowed down. Um, rear end of the bike feel okay? Uh, the rear end of the bike for me, I mean, it starts up front, right? Yeah. And if I can't hit the rut with the front, it totally messes me up. Um, so you would rather have a good setting fork than and to deal with the back kind for, of shitty. For me, yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I there's a couple corners where you know I'm stopping and getting a hot dog. Right, exactly. You know, and if I still can't hit the rut, you know, I'm struggling. Um, you know, that's a lot of energy and stuff like that right. trying to get trying to trying to get through that corner. So, um, for me, yeah, I struggled a little bit with that on that bike. Uh, and you said straight line stability has always been good. You like that? Straight line stability on that bike reminds me of my 08 Honda. Okay. So um, it's funny you I, say that. So we haven't talked about this, but Hoppa just brought up a good point. The schematics of that frame um, that I've been told is very, very similar to an 08 Honda. Mm. And if you look, if you guys look at a Kawasaki frame and you look at an older 08 Honda, it doesn't look that much different. And we all know how good that 08 Honda was. I mean, that was one of my favorite bikes of all time. That was my favorite bike, right. yeah. So um, Kawasaki 
I don't know if they did or not, but it may be the R&D team looked into that and uh, had a had a decent amount of respect for that frame, and that's the way they went. Yeah, that 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 bike or this bike definitely in a straight line reminds me of that. I mean, it just feels like a tank. Feels like it's not going to do anything dumb or stupid. Right. Um, it's very predictable for me. Um, and I, I love that feeling because right. um, I feel like I can just blow, you know plow through anything um, That's with that thing. <laughs> we're not going to go all that. We're not going to go that hard today. Um, all right. Uh, what about a spring fork? You think that bike would benefit from one of those? Doesn't Swap have a spring fork in his? Uh, I think he does, yeah. yeah. I think he does, but I haven't ridden that bike. So that's one of the so things I I'm going to do this year. I'm going to get a spring fork for that bike and ride it more. Uh, pay more attention to that because I really like that bike too, and I think it needs some more front end feel. And I think that spring fork would help. Yeah. Um, third place, KTM 450 SXF. What you think? You like that bike? Hard to pick a second and third for me. Okay. Yeah. So, so not to rate, not to tell us, not tell everyone out there who won. So the clear winner was was pretty pretty clear for you. For me. So yeah. second and third was more tough. Yeah. So. So KTM was... Let's just do this. Let's do this, Hoppa. Husky and KTM. Husky got second. He rated second. Yeah. KTM third. Why did you rate the Husky above the KTM? Honestly, I just felt like, for me, maybe I spun a few more laps on the Husky, Mm -hmm. but it was so close. Um, The Husky, the way it turned, I was very impressed with it. Both of them... You know, one thing that's that's for me totally different on those bikes is the throttle response. Yes, agreed. And the throttle response on both of them, it's almost when you take off out of here after riding the other bikes, it's almost negative for a second because it's it's such a surprise yeah. how good it is yeah. that it's like you gotta retrain your brain to your right hand and right. and get it figured out real quick. But once you get it figured out, I mean, it's the throttle response is crazy good. Yeah. And um, and you know, I felt like I could turn that bike. The Husky. Yes. Okay. The Husky. Better than the KTM. Slightly better um, than the KTM, but I feel like I could turn the Husky on a dime, and and it was. I mean, the turn in was great. I I really concentrated on on how it felt through some of the sweeping corners, mm-hmm. um, where it was just flat, and I never had a feeling like the like the front end was put washing out or pushing out, um, and the thing was just solid and then even leaned over getting on the brakes um it just felt really really good and ktm's engine feel compared to the husky ktm's engine feel for me i mean they both felt pretty good so do you feel like the 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 engine's similar i feel like they're similar yeah Yeah, because a lot of riders feel like the husky has a smoother roll on than the ktm ktm has a little bit more rpm response i tried i tried the the ktm's the only one i tried in different map settings Uh and i hated the second so you don't like map two on the no, KTM. no too no, much no. too much for me like i i felt like i had to shift a gear to be honest with you um are you a map one or map two guy in the map, husky map one map one yeah so that you would like map one pretty much I mean, and for those of you that know comp edge it's a very fast flowing track so you mm-hmm. for me i like a map two setting but for you map one is where it's at yeah map map one was was definitely where i was good um and i felt like with map one it was like through the corners there wasn't too much power to where I was jumping out of the out of the rut or anything like that. I mean, I just felt like it was just nice, smooth power throughout, and um, it just allowed me to turn in and get out of the, get out of the get out of the corner well. Forks on those bikes, 
do you like those things? Yeah, okay. I do. So AER fork, you agree with? Yeah, I mean, I would love to try a, a good spring fork on yep. the front and uh-huh. see see how much better I would. But having ridden ridden the old KTM's and the and Huskies, CS. yeah, Shit. this this I mean I I would go out on a limb and say that this is the best um, air fork. Oh, around, for sure. I would around. Agree. Yes, of course. You know. But what if someone blindfolded you, put you on a bike with a spring fork and that AER fork? Could you tell the difference, you think? I don't... Does, I mean, uh, is it that good to you or you don't even know if you could tell? I, it's, it's really good, but I think if you put those Yamaha forks on it, I could tell. Right. So the Yamaha just clear cut. It's plush. Yeah, it's just so plush. Yeah. It's just plush. I, the only thing I noticed with the with the uh, with the air forks um, on those two bikes was was it seemed to be harsh on big landings yeah. um, and hard hits. Um, but everything else, I mean, it, especially through the corners, I was super impressed at how well that bike turned. Number one, Honda, it's killing this shootout, man. It's been doing really well. So that's um, good to hear. I mean, had, have you had some time on a Honda before this? I used to be a Honda guy all okay. the way up through till I got my 09 bike. Okay. And then that and deterred you? <laughs> Everybody knows the 09 was, yeah. was a little So a obviously, little, little tough. 2017 Honda came out with a new bike. Um, 18 made some refinements. You agree with these refinements, and you like this bike. Give us the reasons why you like this bike so much. Well, one's got a button. Yep. I mean, that's okay. uh, we talked about that earlier, but uh, I, I think that's going to be a big selling point for a lot of guys going out and spending ten grand on a bike. Yeah, ouch. Um, but, I mean, I thought the suspension was great. I thought the bike turns, for me, amazing. Yep. Um, I thought it got back to, um, I mean, I feel like I could feel the bike. The bike to me, I know it's I know it's heavier yeah. um, than like the KTM and the Husky, but it felt to me like it felt light. That's um, pretty much what everyone says. Yes. And I I feel like like in the air, um, it just I mean the bike feels like it's part of me. Nimble. Yeah, I mean I just feel like I can, you know, I, I'm a kick out guy, not a whip guy. Oh, so you're kicking out. <laughs> so oh, no, BMX yeah, rad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm so I'm, I'm so butt whips right up your alley. <laughs> yeah, and I'm thinking, you know, I I don't I don't think I was butt whipping many of the other bikes, but yeah. in that bike I was, you know, it's. I was smiling and, and butt whipping. So, so in, engine map, are you a one, two, three? I was a standard, whatever one. that was. Yep. was one. So two is smooth, three is aggressive. Um, yeah. You do like the spring fork, obviously. I do like the spring fork. Um, I, I There was one, if, if I had one negative thing to say, I mean, it would probably be the clutch. Yep. Um, Reasons being? I, I just am always adjusting it. It's yep. like it fades, and so I'm always adjusting adjusting the clutch. Um, I mean, I adjust it, and it's fine. Right. Um, you know, what about but action, a clutch action on the track. Is it okay? It's okay. the 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 only other minor thing was that I think off the bottom, the roll on, like right off the bottom, yeah. um, is is a little short. Okay. And and then it just seems to all of a sudden kick in right so good engagement could be a little bit better yeah so um but i mean i have very little complaints about that bike if i was dropping 10 g's so if you were going to go spend 10 grand tomorrow on a dirt bike that's where you that's what i would get okay for sure um but like you said clear-cut winner second and third though very close second and third and to be honest with you i mean 
it sucks that we, there even has to be a last yeah, place. Last right. place. That's what we have to do. We do the hard shit around here. I know. It is hard shit. Yeah. So anyway, here's his recap. Honda winning, second Husky, third KTM, Cowie fourth, Yamaha fifth, Suzuki sixth. Just real quick, his engine ranking, he picked a Husky to win. And uh, chassis ranking Honda, suspension Honda. So Honda's doing well in the shootout. Um, thanks for coming out. Yeah, buddy. Thanks for uh, giving me. I'm going to give Don out. some shit. Oh, You're yeah. still Don's guy. I'm not stealing For you. sure. Don's For sure. cool. He let him come out. You know, we're not. I'm a, What's good about I, me right now, I'm a neutral party. I'm not dirt rider. I'm not. I'm just. You know what? If Swap wanted to come do the shootout, fuck it. I'd do it. Yeah. Okay. I'm, and, dude, I'm a lover. I love everybody. Right. I'm the same way. Like, yeah, I don't. So. I'm, I'm Switzerland over here. <laughs> All right, guys. Later. All right. Vet championship life going on right now. Loretta Lens edition. Paul Parabinos. How you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me up. Yeah. Yes. So give us some uh, your stats. Give us the whole rundown on you. Um, been riding a very long time. Yep. I'm 34. I'm 175. I guess I'm ex-pro expert level. Mm-hmm. Um, Height? Six. Six, six foot. foot. Yep. Okay. Are you a front end or rear end steering guy? I'm a rear end steering guy. Okay. Um, I have a kind of a weird riding style, I think, when I sit. Um, maybe it's from growing up in the sand in Florida or knee injuries, but I can't sit far forward on a bike for some reason. It's a habit I've tried to correct, and I can't. So I like to usually take some sag out of my bike because so I sit low, far back. Ass low guy. Yes. Okay. Well, no, I, mean, I run a little bit of sag, just less sag than more people, but I sit back there, So and I like to get the rear end to push around a little bit. Got it. Um, current bike, Husky? Yes. And you've been on that for? Um, about a year. Previous to that, I was a Cowie guy for four years, um, but I've owned everything. I mean, I rode I rode Honda big bikes for a long time. I rode Yamaha big bikes for a long time. So no real bias with you. You could you just kind of pick a bike that you like and you go with that. And that's what you go with for the year. Yeah, yeah. Like um, the previous to me getting on a Husky, I'd never ridden an Austrian bike. Mm -hmm. So that was. Um, that was something that was hard habit for me to break, I think. You know, when you grow up on Japanese bikes and then you all of a sudden have to get a 45 Torx out and a 13 millimeter is just different. It's kind of weird. It's kind of different, yeah. So, um, But I've gotten used to it this year working on it, so I would say I'm pretty unbiased. Like, uh, you know, I have my I have my experience riding and working on, on all bikes. Right, and that's why I thought it would be good to have you here. You've ridden all different kinds of bikes. You're a great mechanic. Um, you're in the industry with Pro Taper, obviously. You're the guy there. So... You know bikes through and through. Um, so anyway, we're here. We started early, about 8.30, 9 o'clock. It's 2.30 now. Um, sixth place for you, I was looking at your sheet right now, says Suzuki. So Suzuki, the everyone's been like really bummed out on this thing because we all want it to do good, but it seems to be a sixth place bike no matter what. And they changed a lot of things this year. So give us some things you do not like about the Suzuki. Well, the things I don't like um, are, is first, the cockpit. It's, it's very roomy mm -hmm. to me, and it's um, the bike is so sleek, it it's almost too roomy. Like, I fall off the back in corners, I feel. Um, I have to kind of remind myself or catch myself to sit kind of forward. Like, it's kind of just you're kind of all over the place. The seat is slippery. Um, and I felt the handlebars were 
kind of too far forward and low from where the seat position, uh, foot peg position is. So like the triangle is a bit off for me. Um, that immediately doesn't, you know, it doesn't give me a great feeling on it, but I tried to put that, you know, aside and, and really feel the bike. And, um, the suspension's not bad. The fork's not bad. Um, what do you think of the new shock? I was just going to touch on the shock. I think the shock has a lot of potential because it's weird. I like a kind of a lively shock. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like a lot of sag, a dead shock, but yet that shock exiting corners is awesome. Right. Like through the chop, I think it's awesome. Um, but yet I could still have it kind of lively, yeah. I thought. Um, so I think that shock has a lot of potential. I, I thought that was probably, that's probably the best the thing. The highlight of the, the bike. The highlight of the bike to me, yeah. Um, balance of the machine front to back? It's okay. <clears throat> Not as good as some of the others. It's okay. Um, again, it, it's hard to... I feel stretched out on it a little bit because of the triangle. Um, right. But uh, it's okay. I mean, the fork was okay. It's not the worst, for sure. Right. It's one of the... Be- uh, not Maybe not one of the better, but it's right in the middle. It's just kind of vanilla. Um, engine feel. Yeah, that's, that's the part that just... Um, I mean, I kind of like a mellow engine, I think, but it, it's just... It's Too not much. exciting. Yeah. It doesn't... It doesn't have any torque, it feels. I think I like a lot of torque. Um, it just... Uh, I think you could ride it, ride it really hard, really aggressive, and really pin it, but that's not how I ride. Like, right. I'm a vet guy. You're smooth. And I try to be smooth. I try to hop around the track and go around bumps, and, and I need more power. Right. So it um, makes me work too hard, but, I mean, you know, it, I could see that working for a lot of people, but it not just... Um, I didn't like it, yeah. Chassis feel, I know that I've, I've commented on this bike... Um, I've ridden the 17 version quite a bit. Wasn't too stoked on rigidity on this bike. Um, for me, it's a better Suzuki. Um, weight and chassis feel for you. What do you think about that? When you're riding it, it doesn't feel heavy. When you take it off the stand, it feels heavy. Right. But when you're riding it, it doesn't feel heavy. Um, you know, everyone, I've heard everyone say the Suzuki turns really good. I didn't think it turned that great for right. me. It just didn't. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it, when I got in, it wanted to stand up, and then when I tried to slow down and pivot, it, it just wants to fall over a little bit. It, it, it didn't didn't hit the mark for me as far as turning, especially with the reputation Suzuki has for turning. I wasn't impressed. I've been complaining about the front tire on that bike um, this whole shootout, even when I started riding it, and did just a standalone test on that. Um, that Battlecross tire just seems kind of vague, never really kind of sticks. Um, I don't know when it's going to break loose. Could that be some of your problem too? Did you notice that on that bike? Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm I'm super picky when it comes to front tire. Yeah. I have uh, I use the same tire everywhere I go, and I know what it does, and that's what I like because I I know what it does. And that tire did feel like it would either push or roll and and not stick maybe. Um, so that could definitely be a problem. That's a you know what is it a hundred dollar fix maybe. Right. So um, so how so this ranks sixth? Is this far back sixth or is this somewhere um like would you let's just be real yeah would you spend your money on a suzuki no okay no that's it no because for a lot of things um just i think some of the other bikes are built better quality wise um you know i i think i'm i'm trying to judge all the bikes today based on how they are in stock form a lot of these bikes can benefit from an exhaust from a tire from a this from a that from handlebars whatever so i would say if i bought any of them i'd be putting money into any of them to make them better and you could for sure i could for sure make the suzuki a bike that i would enjoy and ride and race but um 
I don't, I wouldn't, I would not buy it over any of the other ones. I mean, it, uh, you know, I know you talk about electric start. It doesn't have that yet. Yeah. That's, that's, does that matter to you? It does matter to me. Um, if I'm spending the money, um, now that I've owned a bike with electric start, God damn it. It's nice. Yeah. It's right. so nice. So it does, it does matter to me. It's just like, uh, it's like a cell phone company not having a, phone, a camera on their phone to yeah. me. Like yeah. I think 2017 or 2018, you need to have electric start. Yeah, absolutely. So, so fifth place, what you got? Uh, fifth place was the Kawasaki for me. All right. The reasons so, why you ranked it fifth. The biggest reason um, why I ranked it fifth is I, I despise the fork. Okay. Um, it lands like a like a ton of bricks to me. Um, <laughs> I just I couldn't I couldn't get a kind of get a setting that I liked. Um, it was very rigid in my hands. I think that has to do with uh, handlebars a little bit too. Okay. Which you know I. I'm the handlebar guy, you know, right. so if it's hard. So let's hard. touch on this since okay. we're here. So Kawasaki and Honda have seven eighths bars. I've talked about this where I feel like there's a place in production motorcycles with seven eighths bars because I feel like it does flex for me and is not as rigid feel as some of these um, inch and eighth bars. I know the KTM for me has neck and bars, and those are super rigid feeling bars to me compared to Husky with that Pro Taper where it's more flex. So explain to me where you're, what we were talking about earlier about the seven eighths, you know, dilemma. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it's again, it's hard for me to be biased here because I know a lot about handlebars, but um, when it when it comes to handlebars, and again, I'm a 34 year old vet rider, I, I don't want a rigid bar. Correct. And any bar with a crossbar is going to be more rigid than a bar without one. No matter what. Size. It doesn't matter what size it is. Okay. It's just going to be more rigid because, you know, when when you have a crossbar, the entire area between the triple clamps and the um, clamps on the handlebar that's all tied in solid so your bar can only really flex from the clamp uh, the handlebar crossbar mounts outward okay. where on a handlebar that doesn't have a crossbar it flexes from the triple clamps outward okay. so you have more leverage so it's going to flex more um, so and you feel that with the Cowie I did I felt it with the Cowie and with the Honda okay. and it just uh, just kind of beat my hands up more than I would like and today we rode a high speed track right. um, in the morning it was very nice but here you know I rode all the bikes twice yep. um, and later in the day that was something that really bothered me it just kind of uh, just too much vibration and kind of feedback to my hands and, and beat my hands up and um, that on top of uh, the tack fork which is not the most friendly on slap downs that's where I feel like it, it hurts that bike. Slap downs was was huge. Like again, I, I thought it landed like a couple times. I would I'd slap the front end down on purpose, and it just lands like a ton of bricks. Yeah. Like it's it's uh, yeah. I just don't like the fork, and that's that's the biggest problem with the Cowie, I think right now. You like the engine? I do like the engine. Um, it's pretty good. Uh, it's not the best engine of, of the group, I think, but it's a pretty good engine. The exhaust noise is, is different than I think in years past with the Cowie. I feel like they've done something to the exhaust. It's not as maybe. raspy, right? It sounds different. Okay. So, I don't know if there's a change there or not. Just just what I heard and felt. Um, just going off that real quick for you guys listening out there. A couple years ago, man, it, it seemed like it was really obnoxious and loud and, and it shitty was. sounding. And it's not great sounding now, but it seems less shitty than a couple years ago. I would, I would agree. Yeah, I feel like they did some kind of change, and that's something that I learned owning some different bikes. You know, when you when you put an exhaust on a Cowie, it wasn't a huge difference. Right. When you put an exhaust on a Husky, for instance, it's a, a, a very, very big difference. Yep. It's almost like changing gearing. Yeah. So that's just, I have some experience there, so it's, it's hard to keep it out of my head when I'm judging everything here, but... 
Um, you know, as far as back to the Cowie, as far as, you know, uh, we talked a bit about suspension. The shock's fine. It's not, you know, it's okay. Yeah. It's fine. Um, one thing I thought that was kind of weird or, or made it difficult for me was, uh, it tips in very, very good, mm -hmm. but keeps tipping in yeah. almost like to where I'm oftentimes dragging my feet, trying to hold myself up because the Cowie just wants to lay over. So either I need to try to go faster and, and maintain momentum. So I'm not having to put my foot out so much, but um, it tips in so, so easy. And I, I kind of noticed that too as well. So I, I relate that to, for me, it has good RPM response. Like initially that crack the Kawasaki has is really good. But once you have that pull, it doesn't have that yank. Like I like yeah. to call it like a Honda or a Yamaha does. Yeah. To, yeah. to me, the, the curve of the engine is not as linear as I'd like it, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's initial hit is pretty good, but I, I try to ride, um, the way I ride, I guess, is as Dean has told me, I ride like Bob Marley. Oh, really? <laughs> How does Bob ride then? Apparently, super relaxed and tall gear <laughs> okay. a lot. So um, that's what I do. I don't like to shift it much. I like to carry a tall gear. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of do that with with to the with the Cowie, but not as good as some of the other bikes I learned. Right. And that was um, we'll talk about the Honda. That was one thing that was harder for me a little bit on the Honda um, was to lug it. Just real quick on the Cowie, do you feel the Kawasaki is better? Has better corning character than when you last rode one. You know when you owned one. Um, yeah, you're a rear and steering guy, right? Yeah, Do I you think still so. Feel like it's a rear and steering bike. I feel like it's a long bike. Yeah, I feel like it's a big long bike. Um, and out here on this track, I think it's okay. But if you were to go to you know like a Saturday Milestone. night type yeah. place, or right. you know, I, I think it would not perform as well. But out here at a high speed, this is a high speed rough motocross track. Um, it's not bad. I mean, bump absorption, I think, is really good. When you're coming down hills and you're hitting bumps, um, that bike's really good. Uh, and, again, if you switch the handlebar, it gets really good. Right. So, um, anything else that you think? Like, cornering, obviously, for me, is a little bit better. Bump absorption, it's, even Grant, when he rode at Glen Helen, he thought that was the frame was really good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> cockpit area besides the handlebar, seat cockpit's fine it's pretty comfortable again i spent many years on it so yeah. it's probably going to feel um but yeah as far as rider triangle um seat height to foot pegs it's pretty comfortable for me um and it's really it's really plush and uh stable at speed i yeah. think as well it does that well but it just feels a bit it's a bit of a big bike um really really don't like the fork yeah. all That's right all. fourth place what you got Fourth place was the Honda for me, I believe. Uh, sorry, sorry, I want to go back to the racket. Yeah, back. Honda. Okay. Um, and this is where it starts getting pretty close for me. So, um, you know, the Suzuki was kind of far down there. Sixth. Yeah, it was. It was clearly sixth. Yeah. Like I wrote that down pretty early. Right. Um, and then the the Cowie was a clear fifth to me. The Honda was a clear fourth to me though. Okay. Um, the, the, got the, the bikes up in the, you know, that I have ranked above that were pretty close, but the Honda to me, um, I didn't like it as much this morning when I rode it on the nice track. I right. liked it better at the end of the day. Oh really? Yeah. Um, which is weird because my comments in the morning were, it was very rigid. Yeah. Um, but we added some compression to the fork. We took some sag out. We made some changes, and I started to like it a little bit better. Um, initially, it was hard for me to feel comfortable on it. And again, I think um, 
I think why I thought it was so rigid in the beginning is again I, I went I go, I go back to the handlebars uh, is that I, I just think they're too rigid you know Mathis is going to love all this shit right I know it's, I, I, he's going to hear this and I almost know. don't want to talk about the handlebars because no. everyone's out there it's, it's so hard it's just what I deal with every single yeah, day no. so it's so hard and, I, and I'm not trying to bash another brand like uh, you know the company that owns Pro Taper owns Renthal right. so I'm a Renthal fan yeah. they're, they're a great company I mean when it comes to handlebars it's Renthal and Pro Taper they you know they are the best brands I not think by far not to talk too much about bars but when you put bars on your own bike are you a crossbar guy? I am okay I'm a crossbar guy um <clears throat> But uh, I'm a I'm a crossbar guy with I use our fusion bar, which is essentially a severed crossbar. Yeah. So I'm getting the flex of a crossbarless bar. Yeah. But I like staring at a crossbar pad. Yeah. I don't like staring at the square pad. Right. So that's that that's why I'm a huge fan of that handlebar. So Honda engine, this is one that's been doing really good. The, the motor department and on the Honda, all all types of riders, slow, bigger, faster riders, really like this engine. Do you like the way this power is delivered? Yeah, I do. Um, it's pretty easy to ride, I think. Mm -hmm. um, map three, map one. I just left it in map one. Okay. Um, yeah, it's pretty good to ride. Uh, it's pretty strong. It feels pretty torquey, pretty linear. Yeah. All those things I like. Um, it just, uh, you know, we have six bikes to compare, and there was there was better engines today right. for yeah. me. For me. Um, what stood out to you to the Honda? What's one when you got on the track? You're like, wow, this is really good. I like this about the Honda. Honestly, not much. Really? Yeah. It's kind of just good across the board. Just yeah. Nothing was like soup. Nothing was like, nothing made me say, wow. Okay. A couple things that made me not stoked on was the seat was pretty hard. Yep. Um, but uh, it, it just felt different, but I rode it more and I got more comfortable. It feels like the front end is really tucked under the, under the engine. Like it feels, the and it feels like, I don't know what the wheelbase is, but it feels short. Um, so maybe today wasn't the best track for it. Um, but, uh, I mean, it does nothing awful. It does a lot of things pretty good. You know, it's middle of the road for me. So third place you have surprise, surprise for me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I have so, the Yamaha in third and the, and the top three I thought were really close. So here's the deal. I went to Loretta's regional and Paul was talking shit on me for riding the <laughs> Yamaha. He's like, why are you riding this tank? Yeah. I, I was like, I like this bike. So. It was shocking to me when he we got in this interview and I saw his ranking and it says third. So this is actually a win for Yamaha, okay? So you yeah. ranked it third. So what do you like about it? Well, first off, I want to I want to address those comments a little bit. Yeah. The last time I rode the Yamaha was 2015 and I despised it. Yeah. The thing was so wide. I didn't like the engine. I didn't like the way it got traction. I didn't like the suspension. I hated it. Yeah. Um, and then, but this bike is by far most improved. I think Honda made a big improvement when they went Yamaha. from. Yeah, well, Honda went. Honda made a big improvement when they went from 16 to 17. Yeah. But I think Yamaha's improvement from last year to this year it's bigger. is bigger. Okay. They did a great job. God damn it, the engine is good. Yeah. I I can't believe. And you know, I I thought I wouldn't be a guy that would that would put so much emphasis on oh it's so fast but it's not that it's just so fast it's so easy to ride yes. it doesn't seem like there's much engine braking right like i could flow around the track in pretty i think i shifted it less than any other other bikes and it revs pretty good right it does and yeah. it's super linear like i i mean again i can go into slower turns leave it in a tall gear and turn it and it tracks and takes off i don't even have to touch the clutch i don't like using the clutch i don't use it much Bob um, yeah, Bob Marley. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> honestly, the biggest sticking point with me with with the Yamaha, and it still is, is is I feel like I'm sitting in a bit of a hole. Okay. So when I'm sitting on the bike, my feet on the ground, 
it's not that bad. It was definitely better because I was like, oh, wow, they made it a lot more narrow. Mm-hmm. Um, still feels like distance from where I can sit to the handlebars is a bit further than what I like. But then when you get on the bike, it feels like the foot pegs are should be down two inches or maybe forward a little bit too. It feels like the foot pegs are not correct. This has been a, a common theme for this shootout. Mm-hmm. Um, just rider triangle has been a problem with yeah. some riders. Um, there's, they feel like there's a dip in the middle of the seat. They like the the seat's too low or the bars are too high. No one can really decipher what that is. Yeah. Um, so what you're saying makes sense to me. Yeah, and I talked to you know, Travis Preston about it. Who's yeah. I've never met him before, but always kind of been a fan from yeah. his interviews from back in the day. And it's cool to have somebody who's helping you adjust the bike that is such a great rider himself because yeah. you can talk to him about anything and he understands, which Correct. is super cool. So I commented to him, I was like, yeah, it just feels like this. I need a, I need a taller seat right here in the center or something. And that would make the distance from the seat to the foot pegs a little bit bigger for me, which would be more comfortable. But um, I think if you ride it more and more and more, it's something you can get used to. Right. And I rode it twice today for a good amount because I was I was impressed. Yeah. I was having fun. I, I, I felt like I was going maybe the fastest today on that bike. You're just fighting it. You're just like, ah, man, yeah. I don't really want to like it, but I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. You know, I, I felt, I don't know, we didn't do lap times today, but... Um, it almost feels like I probably could put in my best lap on the Yamaha. Yeah, so engine obviously is strong. That's a big comment for everyone here. You like it. What about, let's just, we know suspension's pretty good, right? It is. It's real good. Yeah. It's let's, really good. Let's get to the chassis, because this is where the sticking point is on this okay. bike. So, cornering. Pretty good. Yeah? So, Corners not a lot of good. complaints for you? No, not really. I mean, I think I like a bike that doesn't turn super good maybe yep. that's why i dislike the suzuki man me and you are very similar okay. okay so i want it to i want it to just lay in a little bit nice of- arc um if i want to hop out of the rut i'll st- step on the brakes a little bit and clutch it and hop out mm-hmm. but i don't want it to knife i hate that um it, it turns i thought it turned great right. it was i was so impressed with this bike today yeah um you would say, obviously, why didn't it win for you? Why didn't you pick it first? The biggest thing why it didn't win is because of the rider triangle to me and the seat. So, so I thought about, you know, again, these top three were so close for me. And I was like, okay, to be the best Paul I can be, mm-hmm. how much money do I have to invest in, in these bikes? And I think it's so tough because I think I would spend a little bit more on the Yamaha to get it to where I'd want. But, man... I know the Yamaha is a quality bike. Right. We've I've owned plenty of Yamahas. The hardware, the engine, I mean, the thing's bulletproof. So you're going to get your life spanned out of it. Right. Um, but So, those, I mean, if it's just the rider triangle cockpit area, it's not that much. So that's how close it is. Yeah. It was good, dude. It was a good bike. I mean, I was thoroughly impressed. They're, they did a good job on their electric start. That yep. thing fires up quick. Yep. They must have a good battery or I don't know what they're doing. It doesn't feel heavy on the track. Um, I know it's dry weight is not competitive with some of the other ones, right. but um, that was one thing maybe that, you know, that again uh, influenced my decision is the Austrian bikes felt a little bit more light and nimble in the air. Yep. So I was worried maybe do I get more tired on the Yamaha, but I mean, it was windy today and that thing would just float through the air. It wasn't, I wasn't getting pitched in the air because of the wind. I don't know, man. Good a lot bike. of good, a lot of good comments from Paul. Thank you. Thank you. So let's just cut down to it. KTM won for you and Husky got second. So on paper, not much difference on these bikes. No. You own a Husky. Yep. Why did you pick the KTM over the Husky? Um, biggest things were, uh, the shroud seat area. Uh huh. Um, again, I sit a little bit further back in this on the seat, 
So, and I've heard this that some people have an issue with the KTM shrouds as they're narrow and then bow out. I don't feel where they bow out because I sit further back. So I prefer that it's a little bit narrow. I prefer the Brembo clutch over the Magura clutch a lot. And it's literally, literally just a lever blade. Yeah. But that's kind of hard to change on a, on a hydraulic clutch. Like you, I can't get a different lever blade for a Magura that I've found. Oh really? Okay. Not, not one that I like. So, um, for instance, I have a Brembo on my Husky because mm-hmm. I enjoy it more. Um, and you need to put an exhaust on the Husky. The KTM, um, is not nearly as muffled, yeah. so the engine is more alive. Um, and I like a mellow power band, but not as mellow as the exhaust makes the Husky. Right. But those two are so close for me. Um, brakes are good. Suspension was good. Um, you know, but it's tough. I think maybe the Yamaha suspension overall was better. Yeah. And it's not air. So to me, if you know, it's I'm a vet guy, I don't have to worry about dicking right. with air. So that's a plus for me. Yeah. So I. So there you have it. So Paul has a KTM. Husky, Yamaha, Honda, Kawasaki, Suzuki. Just real quick for you guys wondering out there what he got for engine ranking. He has the Yamaha first for engine. Um, chassis, he has KTM. Close, he says, from KTM, Husky, and Yamaha, correct? Yes. Yeah, KTM, Husky, Yamaha were close for chassis. And suspension, you have the Yamaha. And you said the same thing. Yamaha, Husky, KTM, all real close. All real close. So there you go. Paul, thanks yeah. for coming. Thanks for having me. I had a great time. All right, day three here with another fine, fine gentleman with a long, long, lustrous career. Shit, from Canada to America to Germany, right? Germany? Uh, Traveling around, man, yeah. dog, dude. What we do for money. Right. So, (laughs) Jeff Northrup, WPS, fly racing guy now. What's your title there? Uh, Sales manager. Sales manager? Yeah, so probably a Southwest sales manager. So I do California, Nevada, Arizona, and Texas. That's a lot of driving. You driving or you luckily, flying? Luckily, luckily we get on a flight. And oh, okay. We go fly and see our reps and see our dealers. It's fun stuff. All right. So how old are you now? What's your weight and height and all that? Well, a little different than what it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> what was your fighting weight back in the day? Fighting weight was probably a strong 150, and we're probably about a 175. Yeah, you know? put it on those uh, Three marriage kids. LBs. Yep, marriage LBs, kids LBs, and... Uh, but uh, just still a little short guy, just 5'6". How old are you now? 38. 38. Climbing that ladder. God, we're old. Yep. Oh, yep. Man. These dirt bikes beat us up. Yeah. So anyway, Northup's here. Uh, have you done a shootout before? It's been a while. It's been a long time. I can't remember the last shootout that I have that I actually did. Do it could have been with you in the old days. Dirt rider? Possibly, oh, yeah. yeah. Me and you yeah. and Denison, I remember the that. The old Racetown 395. Yeah, Des life. But that was many, many years ago. These bikes have come a long way. and uh, how, how often do you ride now? Just recently, it's been pretty frequent. I've had the last couple weekends I've been able to get out, but uh, on an average, once or twice a month maybe. Okay, so you're not hitting it a lot. <laughs> not as like we used to be, but yeah. we're trying to get out more. got the little PW50 for the daughter and a little toy hauler, so we're, uh, we're going to hopefully be back at the races. Sweet. Yeah, playing in the dirt. Full circle. Yeah, yeah. All right, Excellent. so we're going to rip down his rankings right now and talk a little bit about each bike. Um, sixth place, no surprise, it's kind of been the theme today, um, Suzuki RMZ 450. So, Jeff, give me a couple things that you do like about this bike. It's got some really pretty gold forks on it. Okay. <laughs> um, the, the bike is, power-wise, it's a little mellower than the most out there, but so it's, it's rider-friendly, I feel. Um, Would you like more, obviously? Yeah, definitely probably give a little more oomph, get a little more bottom. All these bikes have just 
motors are incredible and I think that just kind of falls a bit shy of that engine yeah what about okay we've talked about this is the same forks pretty much as the Honda the 49 mil show of work um, but this new BFRC show of shock is something new to this this whole our dirt bike world it's a you know more road race type of shock um, did you notice anything about the shock? Did you like it or dislike it? It gave me a little bit of a stink bug feel, so I wasn't a big fan of it. I felt like there was a little pocket that I could sit in and feel comfortable in, but that was really close to the gas cap. Yeah. Um, but when I started sliding around, it was hard for me to move around on the bike. Like I said, I feel like the back end was a little high. Um, so I guess in a way, for me, I didn't really it didn't stand out. Maybe if anything, it felt a little stiff. I've been asking all the testers today and throughout this whole shootout. Are you more of a front end? Front end steering guy or rear end steering guy? I like to steer the rear. Okay. Kind of come in hard on the brakes and power out of it. Yeah. Sort of Filipoto life. A little Filipoto life, yeah. All right. So, yeah. chassis feel on Suzuki. It's one of the heavier bikes in the group. Um, two things. Does it feel heavy on the track and how does it corner? It corners good. It seems like, you know, once you get in the corners, it's, it's great. I have a f- weird feeling of when the tank it did that like right in the tank area it feels really heavy okay so for me i feel like it's hard to pivot that front end because the tank area feels it just feels heavy so to that's me. interesting so more towards like the middle up front it feels like it's more of a heavier feel yeah 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 exactly okay so and how much time have you spent on a Suzuki? I mean, it's been a long time. I remember back in the day I jumped on it, and that used to be my real neutral bike. You know, I didn't mind what it did. It didn't do anything fantastic, but I could get on it and just ride it good. Yeah. Not fantastic, but good. And uh, today I felt it was a little bit different. Like I couldn't get used to the bike, okay. unfortunately. So you think maybe a step back? I do. I feel it's a little bit of a step back on on the uh balance of the bike and uh the motor of the bike yeah i feel yeah some some things kind of went backwards okay um fifth place um yamaha all new yamaha obviously um lots of work went into that bike with you know tp was here today helping us um but it ranked fifth in your uh ranking here so um what's the deal I love the Yamaha. They've done a great job with that bike. Uh, I've ridden it a couple years ago, and I know there's a few years it didn't change too much, um, you know, with the weight and how big it feels. Um, first thing when I got on the bike, I do feel like they just cut that big weight feeling in half. Okay. So I really like that. Right when I jumped on, I was like, wow, um, this feels much, you know, smaller and, and feeling-wise. Yeah. Um, so it feel I, as thick? It doesn't. But I still get that feel of the of it in the tank area, and I think that's where it bumped down on my list. Um, I still get that little bit of that wide feeling, but it felt like throughout the day, the more I rode it, the more I got used to the bike. Um, but the suspension is really good. The forks are really good on that bike. Um, Handling-wise, it, it, it definitely gets into the corners a lot, be- a lot better. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, and rides smoother and rails the berms really well. We had um, some. It, it wasn't too rough this morning. Obviously, it was it was deep. And then obviously here in the Des, it gets harder pack. And there's maybe two or three lines we can go on. And it, it got choppy during the end of the day. So you you still like that suspension the best at the end of the day? Yeah, I feel it, the bike almost got better throughout the day. Early in the morning, it was a little loose, and I felt like my front end was still you know floating a little bit in in certain areas or understeering and some sweepers but later in the day i almost feel like the bike tracked a lot better and and uh rode a lot rode a lot better if you had to change one thing on the bike what would you want to do 
I think the biggest thing I would do is another step to that that tank radiator feel. Yeah. I think if I could just nail that down even more, man, that bike would be really, really a good bike. I mean, the motor is super duper strong. It comes out of corners really, really good, but then still has that meat. Um, it's not too torquey. It's really, it's got a good linear, strong power band. Um, and that's the only place. I, there was only one little spot that really just doesn't have me sold on the Yamaha. So that's what we're talking about all day today, man. That's how close all these bikes are. Like, it literally comes down to a rider triangle preference or a cockpit or a visual thing. Um, so it's just, I, I always try to say this as we go along these shootouts is everything is so close. It's rider preference. For sure. How, I mean, how tall are you, Jeff? I'm 5'6". Five, 5'6". Six. Five, six. So there's not a whole lot of five six guys five six uh foot guys that like this bike it's it's more for me i i feel like i've been seeing this the past three days is taller guys have been liking this bike more than shorter guys and that's been kind of a, a myth so to speak for this yama for the past few years but it kind of shows it here with these shootouts so yeah um fifth place for the yamaha Fourth place goes to the Kawasaki for Jeff. We know you, at least I do. I know you more as a Kawasaki guy, watching you race growing up. For sure. Um, you had some really good finishes up in Canada with Kawasaki. So, But the Kawasaki changed in 2016, and you haven't ridden the new chassis or the whole new bike. So what do you think of it? As a bike as the whole, I, I love the bike. Uh, I've got on it and felt really, really good on it and could go fast really quickly. Uh, much lighter than the previous models that I've I've used before um, and ridden. Loved it. Loved everything about it. Turned. It was everything great. Um, I guess the only thing that kind of bumped it down is I just felt the suspension on the bike. You know, I know those are air forks and there's, you know, everybody's been going through those uh, issues and that fine detailing of the air forks and, you know, me coming off an old Spring Fork, uh, two thousand fourteen. Guy back 14. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that that <clears throat> feeling. I like that that plush feeling coming in the corners. I like the way the Spring Fork handle or feels when you over jump something or a harsh landing or slap down. Where this Cowie just didn't have it. It had that really harsh fork feeling, and that pushed it back. I mean, other than that, I really like the Cowie. And you like the way it corners? I do. I like the way it corners. It it feels light. Doesn't feel as heavy as it used to be. I can you know come to the inside if needed and get out of it and or i can ride the berm nice and uh sweep it nice and nice do and you uh, think it's more neutral bias as far as cornering i know back in the day it was more rear rear um wheel bias as far as cornering um you still have no problem you know rear steering that thing true i don't think it as is as much you yeah. definitely brought that up that's that's true um it's more on the front end and you can steer it a little bit more but uh i can still get it to, to steer from the rear so yeah. We've been talking about this all time too. Like the the frame's really good. We said this before. Um, just I really wish Kawasaki would have a spring fork. I think it would really change that whole whole bike feel. Yeah. Coming from us, we're older. We come from the spring fork crowd. Yeah. And uh, we weren't you know we weren't raised on air forks, so it's a little bit it's hard to get used to. Um, if you're gonna go buy a bike, I'm sure you'd rather have a spring fork, right? Definitely. You don't want to fuck with the shit all day. I don't want to mess with <laughs> yeah, it. Right. So third place, uh, Honda CRF 450. Much time in a Honda? No, not much at all, really. So the new model, uh, it, it it surprised me a bunch. I know there's been a lot of talk around the bike, and yep. um, just I felt it was a new, good neutral bike to get on, um, handling wise. It, it did nothing out of the ordinary. I can get in the inside. I could rail the berms. 
Uh, I guess the only downfall I'd have with the Honda is it still has a little bit of a stink bug feel to it, mm-hmm. um, but not as bad as the old models used to be. I used to really not be a Honda guy because of that stink bug feeling. Um, I really like to squat my bikes out, and uh, it still has a little bit of that feeling. Motors come a long way. It's really strong. It's really pipey, but all these other bikes have became really strong motors as well. Right. So um, they, I feel like they've they've kind of got up to the, the rest of the clan, but they haven't surpassed the rest of the clan. Um, were you a map one, map two, map three day? I mean... Pretty much on all the bikes. I'm a, I'm a map two guy. It's a little more aggressive. So map two on a Honda is a smooth map. So map one on a Honda, in case they didn't tell you, is standard map. Three is aggressive map. Okay. So you probably were just on one. Usually every time we go back and re-reset, they reset it to map one. So if you didn't change it, that's what you were on. Okay. So, that's, so ben, next time you ride one, you know to go to map three. All the way. So that's it's aggressive, Matt. Yeah. So spring fork on the Honda. Um, feeling of the chassis cornering. Do you feel like it on on the scale? It's two hundred and forty eight pounds. So one of the heavier bikes in the group. Do you feel the weight on the track, or does it feel light on the track? It feels pretty light, but I mean, it does have a little bit of that that heavy feel compared to the other bikes. Um, Somewhat of like the Cowie, like maybe it, it's heavier, but you can't really tell on the track. Like right. It still uh, handles really well. Yeah, and I think some of that has to come with the engine feel too. I know Honda's super, the RPM response in the Honda is real crisp and uh, real sure. lively, and that kind of makes it feel lighter than it is. Right, right. Peppy. Yeah. So, all right. So, breaking it down for you guys, we're going to mash these two together. Northy has ranking the Husky first, second is the KTM. You guys know what I'm going to say. On paper, same bike. But besides muffler, on Husky's muffler and swing arms different. Um, obviously, we know the airbox is different on the Husky. Um, so why the Husky first and the KTM second? They're really close uh, motor-wise. They're both really strong and linear where you it's almost... Uh, so you're saying these two bikes are easier to ride than the others in the group? Definitely, I feel it's an easier bike to get on. The power's there, but it's if there's no hard hit, there's no real melt. It's really linear power all across across the board. Let's talk about this before you go on. We were talking in the pits with some of the, the KTM and Husky guys. You were saying it's almost deceiving because when you go on the track, it almost feels mellow, right? Right. right. But it hooks up. And it's easy to ride, so you, you can actually ride it harder, correct? Right, right. So you can grab a handful, and it and the traction's there. Um, and before you know it, you're moving. You're moving fast, right. forward. Yeah. Um, you're not spinning. Uh, your momentum's going forward. And, and I think both those bikes do that really, really well, you know, running a gear higher. Or even if you're a gear low, you can still rev it out, and it'll still um, continue to produce power. So motor-wise, I feel like those both are really, really close. Um, I think the distinguishes between the two that I like the Husky preferably. I like the cockpit of the Husky, the way I sat and the way I, I stood on it when riding it. Mm-hmm. I know the airbox starts to uh, widen a little bit towards the back of the bike, and I feel that almost holds you in the bike, on the bike, from sliding back. Your legs are kind of feel give that bow-legged the further you go back, so it makes you want to slide forward. Kind of locks you in a little Kind of locks you in, exactly. Um, and I felt like the front end of the Husky had a little lighter front end feel um if i was going on a flat corner and i wanted to you know go around a a rock i feel like the front end on the husky would turn a little bit sharper for me where um the ktm 
would do the same, but just didn't feel the same as far as making a really, you know, sharp 180 corner. Right. Um, and I noticed on the on the KTM, the airbox is a little bit slimmer as it, you know, goes towards the back of the bike, towards the, the rear fender, uh, which is fine. It's a great neutral, but I just liked where the Husky over, you know, I liked the Husky a little bit better was because of that little pocket feel. I felt like I was kind of tight in the pocket. And, oh, man, um, I could go so many ways with what you just said up there. <laughs> yeah. We're going to keep it so mellow after dark is right there on the tip of my tongue. So you can see how I, I like the Husky. There's a certain little, little feel. Pocket. You like that pocket. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, size, man. Oh, yeah. Um, it's been okay. late. <laughs> let's talk about, let's, let's touch on two things. Brakes. Do you notice the brakes... Um, between the you know the top two versus the other Japanese models. Absolutely, I feel like the Brembos are really strong, but um, they're not as touchy. I feel like they're strong, but they're really usable. Where I feel like the Japanese bikes sometimes you they're really strong, grabby. grabby okay. So when you get them, it almost you know locks it up. Uh-huh. Where I feel the Brembos, the, the European bikes have that really strong feel. But they don't give you that uh, twitchy, jerky feely when you almost lock the front brake up. Yeah. Um, the Japanese have a little bit firmer grab on that final grab. Um, let's talk about electric start. There's two bikes. In this, Love it. There's two bikes in these uh, in this group that we have here that do not have it. Yeah. Is that a sticking point for you for like if you're gonna gonna go buy a bike and you saw that it didn't have it? Is that something? That you know what? It, it? it used to not be that issue, but after you know going through a long day of riding or you know on and off the bikes, man, that electric start is so good, especially for us old guys. Yeah. You know our legs don't get used to that kicking right. anymore. Well, here's my deal. You can't kick a fucking bike. You shouldn't fucking go ride a dirt bike. I was always told if you can't start it, you can't ride it. Right. So that definitely falls in that category. But, man, it's so easy to push that button. <laughs> it's just American way, dude. <laughs> Fuck it. We're going to go lazy. We're going to push a button. No, I don't want it. Uh, I want my food now. I do like how some of the models you have to pull in the clutch to start it. Yeah, the Honda's like that. I like that. I like how that... So the Yamaha is not. So you could... Let's say you crash out in the in the the track right there and it's in gear you can push the starter button and it'll actually move it and start it at the same time wow so that's i guess cool. i could see both sides of that it's a safety thing with honda right you have to pull in the clutch so it doesn't get whiskey in the back of your fucking truck and you launch it in the back of your window <laughs> yeah. or you're racing you don't have to pull in the clutch you can just push the button and it kind of goes zoop, starts right. it for you and you go so yeah it's got the best of both and i mean depending on what you what you like yeah. honda's super like gnarly with lawyers and safety and so I could see why they want to cover I noticed that when I got on the bike I was like oh you gotta pull in the clutch oh a little safety feature right does Honda still feel like a Honda to you when you sit in it did we talk about it does it does the Honda still has that feel of of the Honda and it's it's narrow and me and Parabinos talked about this do you care about if it's a 7 8 bar or a 1 and 1 8 bar do you even care no you don't care no I don't think it Are really you a crossbar guy or not definitely a crossbar pad yeah guy but uh the models that didn't have it didn't affect me it's weird because back in the day when I was a racer it was like oh I gotta have a crossbar pad but yeah. I think over time it's just it is what it is. Right, you just adapt. Yeah. All right, adapt. guys, there you have it. Jeff Northrup, his rankings are Husky, KTM, Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, and Suzuki. Just real quick for you guys, the engine ranking, he picked the Yamaha first. Um, chassis ranking, he picked the Husky first. And suspension ranking, no shocker there. Yamaha won that category. So there you have it. Jeff Northrup, thank you for joining us. Thank you. And, Great coming uh, fly out. And FlyRacing, flyracing.com. 
right? All the boys down there at Western I'm, Power Sports. I'm wearing the uh, Boa Real Light Hydrogen right now. Fantastic gear. Best dressed. Best dressed. We were both pretty best yeah, dressed today. Yeah, we looking pretty sick. Yep. If chicks were here, we would have got laid. <laughs> well, I should say our wives would have yeah. looked it up. Yeah, <laughs> they, they All right, guys, thanks. Fancy. Thank you. All right, one of the only returning riders from all three days. Um, one, for the simple fact that he's been helping me do a lot of shit with this shootout because it takes a lot of work. Matt's been helping me out quite a bit <clears throat> uh, with bikes, washing bikes, taking bikes. Um, also, the fact that he is the average consumer. He's right in the weight 205, 210. 205. I'm going to say 210 because I would call bullshit on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's a novice guy. Um, gains confidence each day, so he gets a little bit better and better. But just your typical guy. The, you guys out there listening right now, this is this is Matt. So 200-pound um, guy, novice. Uh, might want to listen to what his thoughts are, and uh, we'll get right into it. So Matt Suravog is 205 pounds. You are how old? 33. 33, and your height? I am 5 foot 8. Five foot eight. Five foot eight. Okay. You and Northrop are short. Yeah, you know. Vertically <sighs> challenged. That's right. So Kawasaki sixth. Um you had RMZ sixth before, correct? No. You RMZ was fifth most of the time. It's been almost third on my list. Oh that's right. Yeah, you yeah. are right. Yeah. So um Kawasaki sixth today. Why rank down so far? Well once again it's it's a whole comfort thing for me. Yeah. And starting off right off the bat is just the suspension. It feels really stiff. Okay. No matter, you know, a couple little clicker changes, but it just felt stiff like it didn't move for me. And that was the first thing. I'm more of definitely comfort over performance most of the time. Yep. And it was just so harsh. It, it, it trans went through the bars and straight to me every time I'd land, braking bumps, stuff like that. So that was the first knock I had. And then the second thing was the motor's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's got some balls to it. It's got some power but it's still a little overbearing down low for me. I could not corner this bike for the life of me. And today is a, a track like Comp Edge. is a more of a faster flowing track, and yes. you're still having a little bit difficult time to corner it. Not as hard a time as I had the other tracks. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a track I definitely feel a lot more comfortable at. Right. And, you know, there's some good outsides here where the bike was good if you can reel the outsides. And anytime I try to go inside and carry a little speed, I mean, the front end would just it would kind of wash out, or I'd grab a little throttle, and the front end would come up, and I just had a very hard time with that. Your phone's on. What a... That's an yeah, amateur hour. Amateur hour. Jesus. Maybe I should clip you from the next shootout for yeah, that. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> we're done. I'm getting anyway, out. Anyway, uh, does the bike... Does the Cowie feel long to you? It feels a little longer than the other bikes yep. when you first get on it. Okay. I mean, after I get on it and start riding it, I don't really notice, you know, that it feels longer once I'm kind of in the cockpit. Right. Um straight line stability it was good you know we have a lot of some faster straightaways here yeah and i didn't have any issues with the front end you know getting a little twitchy or i mean it tracks straight and with that power i mean it pulled straight most time with that front end off the ground so let's do something a little different here so if you you wouldn't purchase this bike tomorrow you got a new kawasaki in your in your garage what would be one of the first couple things that you would do to this bike to make it better for you the first thing I would try to somehow mess with some mapping. Okay. Either maybe another coupler, coupler than, yeah. or go beyond that. And so you we know. Have, just to go off the coupler thing, guys. We have messed with the couplers here, um, standard to lean. We didn't really do the rich coupler at all. Um, 
It does improve bottom end a little bit on lean coupler, but in Matt's sake, I don't think he wants that. No, uh, I don't want, want to tame it button. down. Right. So we need to maybe go a little bit richer, which we didn't do, which we should have did with you, but we yes. didn't. Um, so maybe that would help that low end feel. Yes. Um, but what else would you do to this bike if you bought it? The only other thing I might do would be suspension, mostly the front fork. Would you search for a spring fork on Craigslist? If I could find one for a good place, uh, for a good price, I definitely would. Dude, I'm telling you, like we've been saying this the whole time. I need. I'm going to try one this year on this bike. I'm going to put a spring fork. So Kawasaki, if you're listening, if you got any old forks laying around the shop? Send those sons of bitches to me because I want to put it on this bike and I want to try it because I do like this bike. I just wish. Like you said, it took some of that sting out of that front end. I think that's from the TAC fork. Yes. I mean, even just when you sit on the bike and and press on the front forks, it doesn't have that movement that any of the other bikes have, right. including, you know, the other two air fork bikes. Right. It just, it doesn't move. Right. Um, fifth place, RMZ. You like this at a couple tracks. I, I remember now that you ranked it third at Sunrise. Yep. And, and you like the way it corners. So we had a little faster track today that formed more bumps than Sunrise did the first day. Um, not like Glen Helen, obviously, but in between the, the first and second day is uh, how bumpy this track was. So um, give us your give us your reasonings why you like the RMZ here, things that you did like. I liked the suspension. Okay. It, was, it had a, a plush feel to it, but never once did it blow through the stroke or, or really bottom out with me. And the suspension to me was was a high point for the bike. You know, it just gave me that comfort, you know, coming into corners, coming out of corners. And even when I did a couple flatlands coming over some of these jumps, yeah. um, I just liked the way it performed. You know, maybe with some more tweaks in time, I can get it better. But, I mean, I liked it, the stock clickers. I didn't even mess with the clickers at all. What didn't you like about this bike? Probably was one thing that I liked about the bike at the other track was the power. Okay. You know, it has a really soft hit on the bottom, and then it pulls pretty hard mid to top. Well, here at Comp, I'm pretty comfortable here, and being a faster track, I actually wanted more more power down yeah. low to come out of these corners. Yeah, and the jumps are pretty large here at Comp Edge, so you got a long straightaway that that's ripped fairly deep. Um, that you need that that pulling power, and I guess that wasn't there for you. No, it wasn't. And I had this is the bike I probably had uh, the most trouble clearing some of these bigger jumps here. Yeah. Uh, fourth place KTM um, somewhat shocking to me I like this bike um, reasons why you didn't like it as much to rank it up higher uh, I would have to come to the front fork on this one too uh, world better to me than the than the Cowie world world better okay that's... as for an air fork I it's it's good you know I've had a couple air fork bikes in my life here yep. and it, it works pretty well but it still has that little harsh feeling that I don't like, you know, I'm not as fast as uh, most of the guys here uh -huh. who maybe kind of like it holding up a little better. Right. I like that comfort and there was more comfort with uh, this and the Husky here over the other tracks I felt. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was my comfort level on the track, but uh, I didn't have a problem with it bottoming out and, you know, clanking at the bottom of the stroke like I've had a couple of the other tracks and it had a slight plush feel to it but it still had just a, a little jarring effect through my wrist that it just transitioned to me and you know made me a little uneasier kind of fatigued me by the end of uh, a little moto with this bike did you like the engine the, the engine's awesome on this thing and this was the first bike i was able to over clear some of these jumps okay 
and it's just deceiving. With the other bikes, you feel some of that hit that they have down low, mid, top. But here you're going and you're rolling into it, and it's just getting the traction to the ground. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, you're like, "Whoa, I, I overcleared this thing!" Like right. the thing, it motor's good on it because you can. It's easy to handle, but at the same time, it's got a lot of power. Yeah, and I agree. Like it's super linear, and I was guilty of that too when I first started riding these things. I'm like, "Yeah, it's not very exciting," you know. It's like, hmm. But then I'm rolling insides, like you said, I can clear it just as easy as these other bikes. I'm like, huh. So then I started really pushing the bike and. I notice, hey, it takes less work to ride with this engine. Yes. And it revs so far. It revs like a damn 250F. Like, it's far. Like, uh, not to go off my picks, we'll talk about that later, but, like, to me, KTM and the Yamaha, dude, they rev, like, a lot. So Yeah. And it's kind of the best of both worlds. If you're a rever or if you're a lugger, they, they kind of work. So, um, third place, Husky. Um, been doing this pretty much all shootouts. Why the Husky uh, ranked higher than the KTM? To me, it, it was more of a comfort thing. I felt a little more comfortable on that bike from day one. Okay. When we did, we'd made clicker changes, and I would change them on the Husky, and I would try to translation those over to the KTM, Right. and it was a different effect. Okay. You know, the Husky, with the changes we made, with clickers going stiffer on what the compression. What did you make? We went out on the uh, rebound on the front fork, okay. and we went in three clicks on the compression. Okay. And it held up even more for me. Mm -hmm. And it still had that little harshness, but it was still somewhat, you know, softer than a couple of the other forks that were out there. So going back to what me and Paul were talking about earlier, handlebars. Um, I'll talk about this. Oh, you're going to already hear it because uh, I'll talk about it on the main show, but... Uh, KTM has a neck-end bar. Um, Husky has a pro taper bar. Um, from just from me riding over the years and me knowing handlebars fairly well, obviously not as good as Paul, pro taper flexes way more than that neck-end bar, and that's where I feel um, the harshness when I slap down is just through my hands, like you were talking about. Yep. So it might be more of bar feeling than fork feeling. Okay. And um, so Husky obviously has a little bit more comfort for you on slap downs. Yes. So, engine feeling similar to the KTM? Uh, very similar. Okay. I liked them both uh, Map 2. I like a little more of the aggressive power, even though I am a novice rider. Did you like it on Map 1 on any other tracks that we were at? I didn't. Okay. I, I would try Map 1 for a couple laps and then go straight to 2, and that's where I preferred it for everything we've ridden on so far. Um, a lot of these um, fans out there listening to this podcast, they want to talk about brakes. And I want to mention that with you. Do you feel like Husky and KTM have, have better brakes, or do you feel like the Japanese manufacturers have adequate brakes for you? On a track like this, uh -huh. I feel like the Japanese, it's pretty adequate for mm -hmm. me at my speed. When we went to Glen Helen, it was a totally different story. You can see where those the Brembo brakes and stuff, they did shine over the other ones. Right. And do, do all the Japanese brakes feel the same, or does one stand out more than the other? To me, you know, it's the difference between the KTM and Husky, uh -huh. just feel-wise. And then as soon as you jump on, like, a little more progressive. I like, had a little more spongy feel in the beginning of the lever. Mm -hmm. With the Japanese, it's a little more, like, right at the at the tip of the lever. You know, you can feel that brake start working. And Is I one Japanese manufacturer better than the other? To me, I... No. All the same? They feel. were all the same. So you're saying just the initial touch of the of the lever is a little bit more uh, a little grabby? A little grabby, a little more touchy, Just the yes. tip? Just the tip. Oh, Just man. see how it feels. There's a lot of after dark stuff going on. We can spot. go on forever. So uh, <laughs> i got to focus now. I'm just thinking about your tip doing things that you shouldn't be doing. 
Um, so moving on. Um, so yeah, let's just really quick. The Husky and the KTM, like I said, on paper, very close. You guys are just, if you're just tuning in the shootout on day three, go back to the first and second day. We'll talk about more. What you'll hear is you'll see more on, on the track. It's it's very different feel. Um, some of these guys rank them back to back, third and fourth, first and second, blah, blah, blah. But you will see a lot of, you know, Husky, you know, second, KTM fourth or vice versa. They just don't um, feel the same on the track. Um, swing arm is different. Um, muffler is different on the on the so on the Husky swing arm and muffler are different. Obviously, the carbon com, um, composite air box on the Husky uh, is a little bit um, diameter is different. So on the tracks, uh, not so same same like they say in the movie. No same same. No same same. Same same but different. Yes, very different. Second place Honda. You like the Honda. And now it's second. Yes. I've gone back and forth between my top two here. Okay. So now that you guys are with us, you can see the Yamaha 1 in Matt's eyes and the Honda second. So why the Honda second here at Comp Edge? It was, it, it was a suspension thing between number one and number two. Okay. The motor's great on it. it on has, what? The Honda? On the Honda. Okay. It's got a lot of bark down low, but it's usable. Where the Cowie, to me, wasn't very usable. Mm-hmm. And so I could be smooth through the corners, and it felt very agile in corners, too, where I could really just kind of throw it into a rut, and for that feeling, for my skill level, is pretty good. Right. So you want, you're looking for more of a cornering type of feel, um, but you're saying the Yamaha is a little bit better here in cornering character? Because I'm, I think I'm so comfortable here, yeah. and the insides aren't so rutted like Glen Helen was. Right. So it's not so crucial to have this perfect turning bike. Right. You know, you have some outsides you can rail. You've got the insides that aren't like a full U-turn, balls deep rut. Right. You know, it's usually like a half a rut, you know. More flowy, obviously. Yeah, a lot more flowy. And the suspension on the Honda was one thing I kind of maybe knocked it on over the Yamaha. Is It had a little little rigid, stiff feel to it. Uh Nothing bad. But it's just something that knocked it down for me over the Yamaha. So Yamaha wins simply based on suspension feeling? That was the kicker. Uh-huh. They both have great motors. He, he originally, if I'm looking at his sheet right now, people, and he said he wanted a tie. Uh, Kiefer Inc. doesn't do ties. Fuck that shit. We do winners, second place, and so forth and so on. So he had to pick, and that was his pick. So um, Honda second, Yamaha won. You said suspension. Suspension and a little bit of the motor. Okay. The motor was one thing because that bike out of all of them gives me confidence to, to jump stuff. Right. It's every time I get on any of the other bikes, I'm not jumping something. I, I see where I'm landing, how much I'm coming up short. First lap on that bike, I'm going past my mark going, this is doable. Right. I can do it. Right. And then it gives me that confidence to start jumping everything. And uh, the motor's just... It's definitely one of the best motors in the pack. That's been the consensus the whole shootout. The engine on the Yamaha is insane. Everyone loves the KTM motor, but for me, I feel like if I add all these scores up, which I will, Yamaha takes the cake in the engine category just for... It has has excitement. It has rideability. It's linear. It revs. Seems like it has a lot of everything. Yeah, it's, it's smooth, but... 
it's still exciting. It doesn't have that abrupt hit anywhere, just off the bottom smooth, and it just keeps pulling, 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 and you feel that when you're, you know, hammering it down on one of these straightaways, where the KTM is, you don't feel that excitement at all, but next thing you know, you're over clearing something. Right. And just to let you guys know out there, we tried a 49 tooth on the Yamaha. Um, we, we did both during the shootout, 48 and 49. And also, for the whole shootout, most of these riders liked the Travis Preston map, what Travis came up with, which increases the torque and the pulling power. Um, with or without these guys knowing, never complained about the engine at all. I don't think I've got one complaint about this engine. And um, the ease of tuning this engine is super easy with the app. Um, I just did some stuff today with another rider that here that bought a Yamaha um, that just had one, and we he asked me to tune it, and we did, and I gave him the map, and he's like, holy shit, that's all it takes? And I go, that's all it takes. So you don't have to be a, a rocket scientist to map your bike. It's pretty easy. I'm not the smartest uh, tool in the toolbox, but I end up managing to do it, so it's pretty easy. Um, any other notes on the Yamaha that you like, Matt? Um, the suspension. When we first went out, it was one of the first bikes I rode, and it, it was real stiff. Yeah. When I first went out, and I was kind of like, man, it kind of like took the wind out of my sails. Cause it had this nice feeling, you know, on the other tracks. Right. So I went back to it at the end of the day, and I told Travis what I thought, and he went out one or two clicks on the compression and also on the rebound. Mm -hmm. And I went back on on the track late in the day, and it was way better. It had like a little pillow feel to it, which I like. There yeah. was no. Nothing was coming through no the bars. Harshness. No harshness coming back to me. It just yeah. the best way to explain it was like a little pillow feel. It had like this little cushion over everything. Even when you first landed, slap down this little cushion, and then the suspension would progressively, you know, go through its stroke and do its stuff. When you go on vacation, do you take your own pillow, or do you have just stock pillows wherever you go? Stock pillows. Uh, see, well, your analogy is not very good then. Yeah, your I know. Pillow analogy. Yeah, I know. I take my pillow with me. You do. Yep. So I'm a pillow guy. I take my shit with me. It's, it's my <laughs> pillow. So anyway, there you have it, guys. Um, engine ranking for for Matthew is Yamaha first. Chassis ranking, Honda took the cake for him. And going to suspension, Yamaha um, takes the cake for him as well. Final overall ranking, once again, Yamaha, Honda, Husky, KTM, Suzuki, and Kawasaki. All these bikes, super close. It is, and I thought with after doing the first day, okay, m my ranking would be set in stone. Mm -hmm. You know, I would be no, able. It wouldn't to, change, right? It wouldn't change, right. or but with each track, as I get more comfortable on each bike, my decisions get harder. Yeah. From first to sixth, you know. Then we come here today, and yes, they all have their their little quirks, but I'm like, God, like this bike could jump up. Right. It really could. It was just amazing how the more you ride them, the closer they all feel and could you know hop over one another in the list um are you gonna do some insta bangers in honda valley later oh not not today but you know and I'm just let you guys to. know before i get off this with him he loses sleep at night at 2 30 in the morning because he's thinking about these dirt bikes of what he can do to these things to make them better i told him to calm down i go 2 30 in the morning you need to think about one of two things sleeping or rolling over and playing hide the weenie with your wife. Those are the only two things that should happen at 2.30 in the morning, okay? No dirt bikes at 2.30 in the morning. Oh, there's dirt bikes, but uh, hiding the weenie is a good one, too. Okay, there you go. All right, there you go, guys. <laughs> Saving the best for last today. 
It's uh, four o'clock. We're still at the track. Um, I have none other. Let, 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 hold on a second. Let's just back this up. So this kid, uh, I've known this kid for a long, long fucking time. He used to come out to Sunrise, and uh, he was on 80s, I think, and just ripping. And uh, I was like, man, he's going to be good. And then I see him transition to 250Fs. And I was on big bike still, right? So 250, just turned 250F, and I'm like, this fucking kid. I see this kid pacing me, and I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> like, and I ride Sunrise a lot, and I think I read it all right. And then I'm like, who is this kid? And I start talking to him. He's a nice kid. And then, seriously, like a year goes by, and he's gone. Like, I don't even see anything. Don't see him, right? So I'm, I get pissed. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Fuck this kid. I want to go ride with him more and do some more stuff with him. But too late. Uh, He's way surpassed anything that I can do or ever was. He's a fast mofo. Dylan Epstein, you've been... How old are you? 23. This uh, this 20th. I'm just turned 23. Wow. I'm getting old. So he's 23. How much you weigh? I'm getting old, dude. 165 pounds. 165, 5... 5'7". 5'8". 5'8 on a good day. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he's (laughs) 5'8". Canadian round winner, correct? How many wins did you get this year? Uh, Overalls, I got one overall, but... How many moto wins? Uh, I think four or five. What? Uh, not to go on your racing career right now, but what turned it around for you? What What made you just win shit this year? Uh, honestly, dude, like I did everything on my own. Like, like we talked about on pulp a few yeah. months back. Like, everything was on my own, and I knew like I was putting in the work, and I was m- training mentally more than I ever was as well. Right. So, uh, in my head, like preparation is confidence, and as far as all the other mental training went, like. I believed in myself for once, right. and there was no doubt in my program. There's no like holes where cr- doubt could creep in ever. Like I, I was like a machine, like, and I still am. Like when I'm on the track now, like I, I just kind of I zone out now. Like it's just like I'm, it's me and the bike and the track, and uh, that's that's what it was, honestly, dude. And I didn't know where I was going to be in Canada, and I, I had realistic goals, like mm-hmm. a top five goal. Because it's uh, when you have unrealistic goals, you always get let down. So when I went and won, I was just in my head. Uh, it wasn't a shocker. It felt good, and like I was uh, a, m- emotional for a moment. And then I was just like, "Yeah, this is what you trained You're to like do. Expected. To do yeah, that. this is what you d- you right. worked your ass off for the summer to do this. And I think that's like I said. I'm not going to get into all this right now, but like I said, I think that's key for most of these guys. They make a main event. They're like fuck yeah I made a main event and then yeah. they're good with that mm-hmm. and then the main event comes and they're 19th and they're like yeah. it's where I should be right and that's not acceptable right for you right when you make the main you want to be I want to be, be pushing yeah. right so alright so Dylan Epstein he's been around a while I've known him he's a good kid um he is more of a cowie guy he, he rides a Kawasaki but unlike Bowers Bowers ranked the Kawasaki first. I'm going to tell you guys right now, just to jump the gun, he didn't do that. So all you guys can just calm down out there. Um, so we're going to get right to it. Sixth place. Oh, real quick, too. Dylan rode all day. Like, he took his time, wrote me really good notes. I really appreciate it, which makes my life easier when I go to type this story. Hopefully so, you can read my handwriting. No, you're good. Trust <laughs> me. Um, so he ranked the Suzuki six. So a couple of reasons why you didn't like the Suzuki. Uh, I had high expectations for it, and I've always liked Suzuki's for some reason. I've always, like, tried my buddy's bikes out from the older years, from, like, 14, 15, and even 16 bikes, and I've liked them. So 
I was like expecting a new model. I mean, it's taken how many years for them to come out with a new right. model. So you, when a brand comes out with a new model that changes the bike completely, you expect so much out of it because they've done so much work to it. And you're like, okay, the bike has to be better. Well, then it got better to me as far as cornering went. Right. But as far as the motor, I... You need more motor? Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, the thing felt like... And I'm not trying to, like, bag on a Suzuki, but the thing felt like it had, like, 300 hours on it when I rode it. Mm -hmm. Like, I did not expect it to be that slow. Like, it needed... It needs to be woken up by something. Right. For sure. Um, chassis feel? I felt immediately comfortable when I sat on it. Mm -hmm. Um... When I was jumping, it totally fine. Cornering was fine. Like, everything felt natural to me. It didn't feel foreign, and the bike looks a little foreign. You know, yep. you're, like, looking at the plastics, and, like, it's just kind of like, man, is this thing going to ride weird now? Right. And I don't know if that's just me thinking that, but I thought, like, it uh, might not ride that good. Uh -huh. But it rode better than what I expected. And the only thing that bugged me as far as uh, chassis, when I came into a corner, it felt like it kind of pushed me towards the the tank a little bit okay, a little pitchy yeah uh not pitchy but i couldn't really explain it like i just felt like i slid the seat felt flatter so it felt like i slid into the tank hmm. more than so the, uh, the other bikes it's funny you said because paul he was here um did this too and he felt like the suzuki uh we have we call it a seamless feel where you don't snag or hang up on anything but he said, man, he slipped a lot. He, like, he moved too that's, much. Like, that's nothing how, to lock yeah, him in. That's how I kind of felt, actually, like, to be honest, because I would slide into the tank, mm -hmm. like, almost into the cap. Like, I had to, like, grip it pretty good. So, so. Um, cornering, is this still Suzuki strong point? Yeah, for sure. I mean, dude, immediately, the, even, I love the spring forks, too. I think that helps quite a bit. Yeah. So, it's, uh, to me, uh, Suzuki's corner is, like, unreal. What about that Bridgestone front tire, though? That was that's a major thing to me right. because uh, the Cowies even have it and like I'm a Cowie guy so right. I'm never gonna throw a Bridgestone front tire that's on You're either not of those do bikes. That. No, right. so it's like I don't understand that still as to why they do it. It could be as, as far as costs or yeah, something go. Absolutely. So, but definitely do not like the tire. Yeah, I've never liked the tires. So. so all you Suzuki guys out there that are getting this bike, don't get me wrong. This is not a horrible bike by any means. No. You no. can make it good. Yes. Um, some of these riders in my shootout, and I've had almost 20 of them, um, some of them really like this bike. So, but maybe the first thing you should do is throw away that front tire. The rear's not bad. I, no. I mean, it's not it's horrible, not right? No. But that front tire is no good. It's too hard. The carcass is so hard. It doesn't bite. The lean angle is no good on that thing. So go do yourself a favor. Get a Dunlop or a Michelin or just something different than that that actually has some... Uh, some give in the carcass so fifth place shocking to me um ktm uh have you had much time in ktms in the past no no so the uh i've ridden a ktm but 350 not a 450 uh -huh. i've never ridden a 450 so 350 was back in 15 okay so completely different motorcycle right, absolutely uh and i liked the 350 uh, -huh. uh it didn't i didn't mind it then but the ktm now i just felt like uh what, what did you like about this bike? Okay, what I liked about it was how strong the motor was. Yeah. But immediately, as far as anybody goes, if you're a beginner and learning how to ride, uh -huh. map one is key for you. Mm -hmm. But if you already know how to ride and you're a vet or you, you do the jumps, whatever skill level you are, I, I would suggest map two. Just because map one's kind of... 
uh, I would again like a be like just mellow. Yes, way too mellow. And if you're trying to do all the jumps, then you need the map too. Right. And it's just all around safer. Um, the, but the motor was unreal. Like I was just like, dude, this thing is sick. Pulls. And it pulls all the way through. Yeah. All the way through, strong all the way through. No weak point as far as how hard it pulled. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a top end guy, so I loved it. Like, as far as it, how much top end it had. Some of the guys might want a little more bottom, and again, map one might help with that, but I didn't really test too much with map one, um, just because I felt like it wasn't needed for uh, for me, right. at least. Um, Obviously, you're fast, so yeah. you want some more pull yeah, on top so, end. Again, the motor was unreal. Uh, the suspension was good. Okay. I liked the suspension. So you liked that air fork. But, to an extent, I felt like I had to ride the crap out of it for it to feel good. Okay. Like, I couldn't just, uh, like, in corners that you can't push it, mm -hmm. I felt like I had to because then the bike wasn't going to handle the way I wanted it to coming into the corner. So give me a, give me a little bit of an explanation for the people out there listening. Like, if you just cruise 70%, mm. how did it react versus you pushing? Uh, cruising, it would kind of... It was inconsistent. It either it would either grab a little too much, uh -huh. or it would push. Okay. Um, and it depended on the corner. So if the corner was like a rut, it had a rut in it. It would almost grab a little too much at first, and then it would settle in. And then uh, if it was like a high speed, and I'm kind of cruising seventy percent high speed, it would push a little bit, like push out. Right. And that was just with the looser dirt or something like that. But uh, um, again, the suspension wasn't terrible at all. So it wasn't the worst out of the bunch. No. no. Um, chassis feel the steel frame we haven't talked much about that but um do you notice the difference between a steel frame and the aluminum frames out there right now did you feel anything different um truthfully no because the ktm again felt harsher to me mm -hmm. as far as uh, all the bikes went uh i didn't really notice the steel frame flex um because it flexes more, right? It, on paper, to. yes. Yeah. But, I mean, it doesn't mean it does that on the... Right, so I didn't view. really feel it that much. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like the other bikes, all the other bikes flex, right. like, a lot more. So, um, I don't know. What about um, cockpit area? Sitting on the bike, riding the bike, do you feel like um, you like that feeling? Or is it... Or does it, it took me a minute to get used to it. Mm -hmm. uh, it took me, like, a lap. A lap or two like normally i'll sit on a bike and i'm like oh dude like i'm comfy already right um but the ktm it took me a second because uh, i was hitting a few jumps and i'm like i ride on the front end of the bike right, right. over the jumps so it felt like it was getting ready to like kick me over mm -hmm. so i just moved my body position a little bit and i uh it was fine but i had to know that all right Obviously. i gotta i gotta like move my body into a different mm -hmm. spot so i don't get this feeling even though it wasn't i wasn't ever gonna go over the bars i just right. had that little bit of like i could or right. like nervous it, yeah you know right. so um once i switched my body position up the bike felt totally fine what about brakes do you notice anything about the brakes i love brembo brakes okay i always love them i have them on my bike right now oh you do yeah so you put brembos on your couch mm -hmm. so i have brembo uh uh master cylinder uh-huh and then um, moto stuff calipers. Okay. So so you like that feel? Yeah. Um, fourth place Husky on paper. We've gone over this many times, but I'll explain it to you. Not many changes between the two bikes. Mm -hmm. Basically identical besides airbox, muffler, and swing arm. Um, why did you rank the Husky better than the KTM? So the Husky, uh, the reason that being, uh, it had more 
this is a bike I felt flex on. Okay. And I liked it. Because okay. I like a plush feeling to a bike. Mm -hmm. I love it. That's how I have my Cowie set up. That's how I've had my uh, a Honda when I rode Hondas set up. The plush feeling to me is what I'm most comfortable That's with. That's key for you to yes. go fast. Yes. So instantly I hopped on the Husky, three whips on it, instant, like, felt right at home. Uh-huh. Uh, and that was, again, I had asked the guys, I said, so I can't tell differently just by my, like what I'm looking at, what's different between the bikes. And so they told me, like you said, the, the subframe, swing the swing arm, arm and the muffler and the muffler. Mm -hmm. So I noticed the muffler. I mean, that I feel like, uh, chops down the bike a little more than the KTM. Mm -hmm. But, uh, as far as suspension handling went, the, the swing arm and the subframe were huge for that. So you feel like you just have a more forgiving feel with yeah. the Husky. Yeah. And I felt like I could push in the corners way easier. I felt like in the corners I didn't, that you don't push into. Right. I didn't have to push into. Mm -hmm. So um, I just felt, again, just super comfortable, super at home with it. I felt like I could pick a line and I was going to stick into it. So, And I, I never bottomed either. So, Do you notice anything different between the cockpit between the two? Um... I've, to me, the Husky felt like it squatted a little more uh -huh. than the KTM did for me. Um, just because the only reason I ask that is because the, the bars are different. Obviously, Pro Tapers on a Husky, right. Neckins on a KTM. Mm -hmm. Didn't know if you noticed any flex difference or not. Uh, definitely, as far as the bars went, the the it didn't feel as harsh in my hands. Okay. So, like that harsh feeling, I really don't like. Right. I don't like to feel any of it, even when I'm like cruising at seventy percent. Like it. To me, it gets in my head, and I'm like, "Oh, dude, my, my suspension's jacked up." You know? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's funny. We're laughing, but it's it's hard to decipher sometimes because you feel um, like it, you instantly have that harsh feel. So you instantly your brain goes suspension, but right. it could be frame, it could be bar, right. it could be a lot of things. So um, third place, um, Cowie. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you ride that the most. Mm -hmm. So third place, not shocking. Um, I like the Cowie too, but I know your bike is heavily worked over. Yes, um, but you rode the stalker today. So what? What? Let's 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 cut to the chase. What are the couple things that you don't like about the stock bike? So stock Cowie, um, and this has been for years for me that I've changed these things. Uh, the front brake, the master cylinder. Uh -huh. I've always had a problem with it. I've known a few people that have the same problem. Uh, I don't know how many people actually do have the same problem, but when I'm coming into like a section and it has some huge braking bumps and I'm grabbing the front brake, it blows out. Right, spongy. Because, yeah, it gets super spongy and I lose my front brakes. So that's a huge issue, especially when you're in a race, you blow your front brake, like you lose your front brakes and it stays spongy for the rest of the moto because it's, it never really gets that stiff feeling back up. Feel yeah, for. unless you bleed it. Right. So that's one thing that's like my pet peeve about the Cowie. Yep. Um, and, uh, they don't typically like to change that. And I know the PC guys do it. I don't know if they still do it anymore as far as politics go, but um, yeah, that's something I've done since What about like Air Fork life? Oh, uh, dude, Air Forks. Um, I am not a, f I don't dislike them, but I'm not a fan. Okay. So, so if I'm gonna go, like we were talking about, if I'm gonna go like ride for fun, right. Air Forks are a deal. Okay. You don't need to go out and spend money on spring. But if you're going to race, I would say spring. Okay. Because it's so hard to get a good... I feel like... Consistent? 
that I feel like also like a feel, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you look for a certain feel and I feel like the air forks are such a different feel right? and people try to have the same feel as spring, I guess you could say, right? because we've been on it for so long. So, um, to me, it's all about feel and how the front end reacts because also I feel like I couldn't ever get air forks to stay up enough in the right. stroke. Yeah. So I felt like I was always on the front end and I'm a rear end steer. Yeah. So I felt like I was steering with the front more with the air forks and I don't like that. Also too, it's funny cause you're younger and we talked about this in, in my podcast. I'm older, so I grew up with spring forks, right. but you're younger, you've, you've been around air mm-hmm. forks mm-hmm. and you still prefer a spring fork feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those of you guys listening out there, the difference obviously, um, spring fork, uh, to me, doesn't change over the whole course of a moto. If I'm doing a moto, I know what it's going to do, good and bad, and that is consistent. The air fork, for me, is it changes. Like, I could have a good feeling on the same part of the track. The next lap, it's a bad feeling. It's not something that I like. I think I've I've, I've dealt with that on, like, a hot day. Yeah, it honest. just changes, yeah. right? Yeah. And then what you said, hmm. riding is a feeling. If you don't have that feeling that you like, what happens? Your throttle goes yeah. off. Oh, you don't yeah. go fast. Oh, yeah. So these people are saying, oh, you should fucking put lap times on your thing. You should do lap times on bikes, and that's the guys win. That's bullshit. I don't care. Uh, there's too many variables in lap times and doing these shootouts. What little Dylan said is exactly right. Riding is a feeling. If you have that feeling and it's good, you will go fast regardless. Yep. Yep. So, um, so what do you like about the Kawasaki? Why do you like that bike? Um, you know, when you like, you, you can sit on all the bikes mm-hmm. and for me, when, every time I sit on a Cali, even if it's not set up for me, it feels comfy. Like I feel like I'm like, all right, this is home. Like exactly. Yeah. Like uh, this bike was kind of like molded for my, my body type, you know? So, um, even if it's like not my bike and my bike is, a, has a full titanium kit, uh, 8k all the fun stuff on it and even like the stock bike i hopped on it and i was immediately at home and the stock bike is way different to my race bike so um and it still feels like a cowie they both feel like cowies let me ask you this for the people out there that this is fun for the people you have all the good shit on your bike mm. H- how much faster do you think you would be not in a race let's just say we put some lap times on you and you got on the stalker that we have here today you got the air fork where you like it mm. you know and then hopped on your race bike how much faster a lap do you think you'd be on your race bike? Hmm, I'd have to say like anywhere from three to five seconds. So it's that much? I would say so, yeah. So you can just sure. push it that harder? Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. On a track, on a, uh, the track was kind of smooth today, so yeah. I would say the time would be a little closer, mm-hmm. but uh, on a rough track, dude, I would probably say even, uh, probably more. Right. Like five to close to 10 seconds. So basically just production bikes just too soft doesn't hold up as much yeah yeah, yeah. um so cow you like the motor engine mm. feel um everyone knows cowies had this forever the 250s are the same way killer bottom yeah no top yeah they've been like that forever and i i don't know why but cowies have always been like that ever since i've gotten on four strokes in 2010 so um that that feeling has never gone away as far as stock bikes go um but i do like the motor the motor doesn't bother me and never really has, um, you know, like a pipe and a gearing kind of changes it a little bit. Right. And you, then you're good to go. Um, as far as a, as a all stock though, um, 
Yeah, it doesn't really bother me. I know a lot of people don't like the aggressive hit on the on the bottom yeah. because it picks up the front wheel, but I guess I've gotten used to it because uh, even my race bike still does that. Yeah. So uh, I'm used to that pickup. I'm ready for it. You I, can like, modulate yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. And like I, I'm the same way. Like I modulate my power with my clutch. Mm-hmm. So maybe I go through clutches more just for the simple fact instead of lift, lifting off the throttle and, you know, going, turn it off. I just slip the clutch a little bit to bring my front end down and keep the throttle yeah. band, obviously. Yep. So, um, second place, Yamaha. Shocking, because mm-hmm. we talked earlier today, and you rode one of your buddies' Yamahas last year. Last uh, yesterday. Year, oh, last year, but the last year's model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you didn't like it. No. You rode this stock 18 today, and you liked it a lot. Yeah. So, what did you like about it? Uh, again, like, it felt like I was right at home. I sat on it, and I was like, oh, dude, like... I feel like I'm on a Cowie, but blue plastics, you know, like I'm, right. I'm sitting, I'm comfortable. Like I'm not worried immediately hop on the track, do all the jumps, uh, already like getting comfy, throwing yeah, whips, scrubs, whips. Like, I was like, like, holy shit. Yeah. So I was immediately having a blast on it. The suspension was not terrible at all. And from dude. riding last year's bike to this bike, like I, I was like, dude, I'm not riding a Yamaha ever. <laughs> And then I'm like, I was like, forgot that I had a You weren't even Yamaha looking forward today. to riding this thing today. You You're know? like, oh, yeah. shit, I got so, it. Man. I was like, <laughs> I had real low expectations for this bike. Yeah. Like, super low. Like, I, the you know, lowest that's out of up. all the bikes. You're supposed to sure. have a clear mind, oh, dude. Oh, dude, lowest for all the bikes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know you have As to have a, a test rider, you got to be open-minded. Oh, I know, but I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know what, dude, this bike is safe. All right. And as much as I wanted to say it's not, but it is. <laughs> yeah. So, so you, you said to me earlier today, this stock stuff is almost as good as your A-kit shit on your bike. It was like, surprisingly, I know it was early in the morning, but right. like I was pushing stuff that I was shocked to be pushing because, you know, you get the stock suspension and you can only make it so good. Right. And when you get to that edge, you know, like when to back it off, you're going to like possibly wad yourself. Yeah. And like... I was able to push that stock edge like further than I thought I could. So I was like, holy crap, dude. Like, I can't believe this is some stock stuff, you know? Like, right. I can hold it on. Like, right. I can really hang it out. So uh, I was super surprised with suspension. Um, super surprised. You liked the motor, obviously. You thought it had really good motor, linear power. Dude, the motor was um, so strange to me at first. Like, I wasn't really thinking about it. And then all of a sudden, it, like, hit me, like, how smooth it was yeah. from the get-go. And then it had the all it had pull all the way to the top. And then when you got to the top, it never really fell off. Like, I never got it to fall off. I never got it to really panic rev. Mm-hmm. So I never... And I... I try to sometimes panic rev the bikes in certain sections because it's like you don't really need to shift. You end up getting, you lug the bike down when you yep. shift too early. So right. even then, like where I would panic rev a stock Cowie or even like uh, um, even the Suzuki right. in a short little burst section, that thing was still pulling and I didn't need to like, to it, wasn't, it wasn't revving out. It was out less work. Yeah. So it was kind of cool. And um, then uh, I, re- I really liked it and it was smooth everywhere. It was um, crazy. Turning capability, corner turning was okay. Um, me feeling at home on it helped quite a bit, okay. but I would say the turning could be better with yep. some work done to it. It's but the best. as far as stock, dude, the cornering was pretty unreal on it. Like yeah. again, I was able to push things on it that I was just kind of blown away with. Because that's one thing that's bit it in its ass. This shootout is yeah. people have been saying, "Ah, hey, it doesn't corner as good mm-hmm. as you know a KTM or a to Honda." To me, to me, it cornered better than 
uh, most of the bikes. I have it on the list for cornering better, I think, or on my on my notes. So yeah. um, their cornering was unreal. Like I could lay it over and be totally cool with it. So. So there you go, people. Like it's just how you ride. What type of rider you are, you could yeah, you could really like this corner. To me, because uh, I'm a rear end rider, so yep. I was able to really steer with the rear on this bike. It's where, funny because I'm a front end guy, and I think it's good. Yeah, so, so. it fits both both yeah. molds here. Yeah, for um, sure. Honda wins for you. Mm. So last bike of the day. Yep. Track it has bumps on it. It's not like it's super smooth. Mm. Like I said earlier, we went to Glen Helen. That was the roughest. Sunrise not as rough as today. So. What'd you think of the Honda? Why'd you rank it first? So, uh, the reason I ranked the Honda first is because uh, overall the bike was just super balanced. Uh, the motor wasn't the fastest, uh -huh. but it wasn't the slowest by any means. And uh, it still had the pull, it still had the strength. Uh, top end wasn't as strong as some of the other bikes, but it wasn't, it didn't fall off so hard like the Cowie did, because the Cowies are notorious for falling off right. the top. So. For a stock motor, the thing was pretty well balanced. The suspension shocked me quite a bit because just like I could on a Cowie pushing areas, this bike pushed just as hard. And even on the Yamaha, even harder than the Yamaha because it's the end of the day, the track's dry, and the corners aren't as good as they were this morning. Right. And I'm just railing this thing for like however many laps I did and instantly comfortable on it. I sat on the bike and I was just like, Man, this bike's sick. Did you change much on it? No, I just rolled the bars back a hair, and that was it. So you just rode it, and you mm -hmm. felt instantly comfortable. Yeah. Um, did you didn't play with maps at all? Okay. No. So you're in map one. Mm -hmm. Thought it was a three is aggressive, so you didn't even go to that yet. Yeah, I didn't even know I could go to three. Right. I didn't know about that. So um, if I did, I would have tried it. But So for the people listening to this, why do you rank the Honda above the Yamaha? So the Honda above the Yamaha, for one immediately I could it fit my riding style okay that's why uh, I, I love steering with the rear and I felt like it complemented that style more than the Yamaha did uh -huh. I feel like the Yamaha is more of like it's more balanced on the front and rear uh -huh. so like you said you liked you thought it was good for steering on the front right because the bike is super balanced but I felt like this complemented my riding style for the rear also because the cornering was a little better insane okay. for the end of the day okay i was able to come into the corners and how plush the suspension felt mm -hmm. and i'm a plush guy like i said so i was again just riding the same hitting some braking bumps like hitting big stuff on purpose yeah. and like there's a few times i almost went down right like pretty good but i was pushing it to feel uh, like i did all the bikes and this one like exceeded most of them as far as suspension went and handling and cornering it just did everything i wanted it to do and as far as i could push it for a stock for a stock setup right completely surprised me yeah bowers was saying just to go off the cowie thing here bowers was saying he could come into the corner on a honda and the fork would settle at the right yeah the right part mm -hmm. and have a good cornering character like yeah it wasn't too low, it wasn't too high, just kind of settled just nice like where perfect. you can rip the corner. Yeah. So, well, there you have it. He, just going off of Dylan's engine ranking, he ranked the engine uh, Yamaha first in the engine category. Chassis, obviously Cowie, which makes sense. I'm a fan of the frame, so that makes sense mm -hmm. to me. Um, and suspension, Honda. So, um, surprising. Good, good notes here, good stuff. Honda, Yamaha, Cowie, Husky, KTM, and Suzuki. 
Um, thanks, dude, for doing this. Thank you. It's fun. I had a I'm lot sure of other people will like to hear what it's you think. It's my first shootout. Oh, it is. So I popped yeah. your cherry. Mm-hmm. Nice. You'll yeah. remember me for the rest of your life. Oh, I will. Yeah. I'll dude. be like, if people will be asking, hey, dude, have you ever done a shootout? I'll be like, yeah, with Kiefer. Yes. And like, dude, you did, you did a Kiefer shootout? I'm like, uh, yeah. You, you, you're at the pinnacle yeah. right now. Yeah. You, you're, if anything else is, you're, yeah. you're fucked. You're downhill. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> do you remember your first that you ever had? First. First. Like, My first. Like sexual, sexual friend. Oh, man, dude. I, this were you was, sad? We're not going to get into this after dark <laughs> stuff right now, but were you sad? Did you end up with the chick? You didn't end up with her, obviously, because you're not with her now. No, no. Uh, but uh, How old were you? I was 13. Nice. She was 17. Yes. Yeah. I was 14. <laughs> High five. Yeah. All right, there you go. Dylan has uh, after dark special and uh, good rankings here. Thanks. Thank you, guys.